The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 344 of the Spanish Announce Table, live directly after AEW Dynamite Homecoming. A special live almost recap. Uh, it is a recap. It is a live post-show recap of AEW Dynamite Homecoming. We'll also talk some other stuff throughout the professional wrestling world. Big news happened this week. Normally we record these on Thursday nights, but Tom's going to go to a fun concert in Kansas City. Foo Fighters! I got Man. Foo Fighters tomorrow night. Gotta love a uh, Foo Fighters show. If you've never been, definitely make sure to come when they come to your town. And, Tim, I tell you what, we do have a jam-packed show. We're going to be talking Dynamite right off of the heels of that Alistair Black, or excuse me, Malachi Black hitting Cody in the back with a, a crutch. And then we've got a great interview later on uh, to, to show you about a local promotion here in Kansas City that's going to set the world on fire. But, Tim, let's get it started right now with... AW Dynamite Homecoming. This was, again, a show that took place from Jacksonville, Florida, and it kicked off with the third chapter in the five labors of Jericho, Juventud Guerrero versus Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho had to win this match by using a top rope maneuver. Now, before we get into more of the details, uh, what did you think overall of this match? A good way to start, right? I mean, let's get this Juventud Guerrero nostalgia, you know, to, to hype up the crowd. And ideally, there's, you know, high flying involved because of the stipulation. So, yeah, I mean, I felt good going into this and coming out of it. It was fine. You know, I don't think this was anything that, like, we'll be talking about for years to come or anything. I mean, this wasn't like a five-star match. But I was like, yeah, all right, you know, I'm, I'm kind of here, you know, continue. We'll talk more about my waning feelings. Uh, okay, because – I thought this was sad. Oh, yeah. This was really sad. Juventud Guerrero, again, came in, did his thing. I think him and Jericho had maybe some timing issues as far as the match. It, it didn't look, you know, sometimes you have like a Stan Hansen match or a Vader match where it's sloppy, but it looks like a real fight. You know what I mean? So you can be sloppy and it's okay. A John Moxley can do that in today's wrestling landscape where... It's not looking good, but some punches, and you're like, man, this might be a real fight. With this match, though, first off, I don't know if Jericho's touring too much with Fozzie or is doing too many other uh, side gigs, but he looked exhausted, worn out, bloated. He just... Well, he always And does. again, this isn't a diss like, oh my God, Jericho. It's just this one in particular of this string of matches. And I know there's only been three so far, but even before that with the inner circle versus pinnacle, this was his like, man, we need to get you on a vacation just to get you to recharge your batteries. But I like the storytelling, right? So the storytelling of the match was good. We, we alluded back to some things uh, with Jericho taking off Juventud Guerrero's mask in 98, trying to do it again in 2021. So there's some good callbacks. And I did think that the finisher was creative because he had to win with a top rope maneuver. So he hits yes. the Judas effect. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it from top rope. And I was like, yeah, that's what you would do. So that's I thought it was from the top rope, right? I yeah. Mean, I thought it was pretty creative to get, us to the finish i just thought like it should have been a little shorter and maybe four weeks from now and not tonight because it just mm, didn't look good yeah you know and then i just so then you know mjf's done with the commentary he's mad wardlow comes out after jericho gets the victory beats him down and then you know we say ah wardlow's your 
your next match. Now the twist is I'm going to be the ref. So, okay, that's right. a little more difficult. But I was kind of yeah. like, ah, it's Wardlow. So we're not getting the Jericho retirement tour, I don't think, that we were Oh, but on. see, you know I mean? but that's – but and this isn't you. This is just yeah. generally speaking. That's people working themselves into a shoot where they want that's what true. they want. That's true. And it's like you're not paying attention to what uh, necessarily – you know, well, the writers weird want. because it was like, well, then why was there Nick Gage? Like, Nick Gage made sense because it was like, hey, you're not going to get past this psycho. But then it was like, right. Hooventude? Like, I just, it didn't, you know what I mean? It was weird. It was like, well, but it was this, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. But it was a call, like, again, not breaking kayfabe here for a second. Sure it was a callback to MJF yeah. saying, like, oh, you're just going to talk shit on this guy. Well, he actually wants to kick your ass, and I yeah. think he can. So, but why would you think he can? He, you would look at well, him and be like, "Look at this guy." I don't, you know, because I mean, he's when beat him in the past. Fucking Wardlow, and you've got fucking, you know. Yeah, but uh, next week we will see the chapter four Wardlow versus Jericho with MJF as the special guest referee. This is going to be weird. I don't know how. Again, they haven't told a bad story yet, as I mentioned aesthetically just viewing it sometimes is not the right. best thing but the story on paper if you were to write this down it's been home runs and so i'm not gonna say that they can't get out of this but i don't know another wwe way you know non-wwe way to do this story but again i'm i'm anxious for next week because they've been doing great with these first three matches yeah yeah um, yeah, I mean, we'll see the Wardlow MJF thing. You know, he's going to get through that, and then we're going to get MJF. So, I mean, I just, I, I don't think they're going to do anything spectacular out of that. But I guess they will have time to prove us wrong. Yeah, exactly. And then Tim, we get right into heartbreak. Mm. The closest I've came to crying during a dynamite episode is the next segment after the Jericho versus Guerrero match. We got the Dark Order being interviewed backstage. And before they can really even say anything of substance, Hangman Adam Page, right here, guys, ladies and gentlemen, Hangman Adam Page breaks up with the Dark Order. He says, I got to do this on my own. I think we need to see other people. It's not you. It's me. And what? Tim? Now, we'll get into this fits, part though. two. This fits very well with the story, though. Like, this is who he is. He's like, I'm not good enough, man. I don't want to bring you down. That's what he did to the to the elite. Now, the elite were assholes, and he was better off without them. But, you know, now it's... I don't is, like it. Is, I, I know. It made me feel sad. You know what doesn't make me feel Claws sad? Up. Sidebar, just to kind of maybe lift your spirits so you can continue through this sad story. Is, yeah, okay, uh, okay. Uh, uh, the Domo guy is in the chat, and we invite anybody to join the chat that's watching live right now. Get in the chat, say what's up, tell us what you think. And yeah, anyway, what we think about this yeah. is sadness. I sadness. you know, I I was sad. I was definitely sad, but we did get a part two, so we'll get into that here in just a second. Mm-hmm. Uh the next thing we got after that was a trios match, a six man match, however you want to say it. You got 2.0, which is the former Everrise from NXT, and Daniel Garcia, which if you've seen Daniel Garcia on Elevation, man, he had a match with Lee Johnson that is worth your time, Tim. It was really good. They took on the three, you know, baddest dudes, baby faces in AEW, Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, and John Moxley. And this was fun. If I were to book the show again, haha, if I had the pen, I can do it better than you, right? But I would have kicked off with this match. This was the fun. What the hell are we doing? Oh, man. Oh, I got some fun things. There's Moxley. There's Sting. Woo, woo, woo. Like, this was fun. This is a good proper way, I thought, to like get the energy into the show. 
Yeah. I just um, – I still don't know. Like, we, we hired yet another tag team. Uh, Here's know? the thing I will say about that, though. And I agree with you, right? There's This is the land of 10,000 tag teams. But breaking kayfabe here for a quick second, we got one of our teams in hot water in the acclaimed, right? They kind of got in some hot water on dark with the rap that Max Caster said. Right. You got FTR and Santana and Ortiz tied up with their feud together. I mean, what are you going to do? Have the you know young bucks wrestle the varsity blondes again because the best friends are out of commission because you got trent with the neck surgery so i actually think again i don't think 2.0 as now we're calling them is going to challenge the young bucks uh in two weeks time but i didn't hate it i think they're a good a good team for someone else to beat up on to then make them look strong i did see because again we live tweet also during aw dynamite at table show on Twitter. If you want to join the conversation, uh, I saw that cause they have a little bit of the young bucks vibe to them. Mm. And I guess they're from Canada. People yeah. wanted to call them the Canuck bucks, the Canuck bucks. Yeah, <laughs> they did. So when they were in NXT, I, I could see, I was like, look, they're, they're going to try to get over. Like they, you know, they've clearly got a charisma. They're buddies together and they've got a shtick. you know, they're, they're yuck, yuck guys. They think they're, they're cool and they're snide they got you know witty remarks and so we'll see if they let them shine in aw and maybe they show us that hey they should be here and others should be pushed out but i was just like man if they're gonna hire everybody that gets fired from like nxt and, and wwe and they're gonna need more than one hour rampage man that's true and you know i've always thought that the perfect amount of wrestling television is an hour and a half especially mm -hmm. for a roster that as big as this one is and rumored to be bigger as we move forward so I'm okay with it. Again, you also have to fill two hours of time for dark. You have to fill two hours of time for elevation. And so again, I like the team because I'm not, honestly, I never really watched them on NXT because their segments were when I would turn back over to dynamite. You know what I mean? Uh, but I did like the, you want to take a shot at me? You want to take a shot at me? And during the match, the, the dark haired guy, uh, I liked the spot where he got, um, starstruck by sting and then darby mm. allen just does a suicide dive and takes him out thought that was fun but what i will say was the most fun in this match was actually post-match so as expected john moxley eddie kingston darby allen pick up the victory well as you know darby allen's father always follows him to the ring sting and I just thought it was so cool how Eddie Kingston was like a 10-year-old kid going like, this is fucking Sting. He legitimately said that. When he put his arm around him, he goes, this is fucking Sting. And then you got uh, Sting doing the too sweet. And then you got Moxley like, yeah, what the fuck is this? This is cooler, right? right. Like, those are the little moments that makes AEW fun. Because that is nothing that I don't think we're going to build to to where we're going to have a new trios team. But it was a fun moment in the sun where you have – you know, CZW, independent pro wrestling king, Eddie Kingston, you know, former WWE powerhouse, John Moxley, and Sting hanging out. Here's something I thought of. I would almost at this point like them to start this idea of a trios division with trios champions because that's an easy thing to do with like, oh, we've got a tag team and we got a random guy. You know what I mean? We'll fit him over there. Or, oh, a tag team goes down, one guy's injured, well, this guy can go with another guy, right? And then you can take your blow to tag team roster and kind of meld it with this trios roster and give them mm -hmm. all something to do. So I wouldn't hate that idea of, like, more trios teams, if you will. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, I don't know what their future is going to be, but you get, like, a death triangle to come out, and, you know, that would be... Right. 
you know, tons of the fun. So if somebody I wouldn't hate do, that at all. Especially when you got a guy like Pack, right, who's mm-hmm. going to hover somewhere around your top of your card, but here it doesn't feel like you've just relegated him to the tag team. He can still lead a team of two guys and go get the trios title. Right, right exactly. So as we move forward in AEW's Dynamite's homecoming episode, we got a backstage vignette promo. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to call it, but it was a team Taz. It was Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. Brian Cage making some really valid points. I will say that. It felt like a more of a shoot from him and team Taz just kind of paint by numbers were the heels because Brian Cage was talking about Hey, you cost me a title shot. Hey, you never really did anything for me. And hey, you gave me this consolation FTW championship that no one cared about. The hell are you? Why do I even need you? Why do I care? Yeah. Yeah, I like this a lot. Um, And you're right. I think I came away thinking more Brian Cage here when I had kind of checked out from Brian Cage out of all of this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this was fun. This was a good reset for Brian Cage. Again, I think he's a guy I don't know necessarily – his in-ring ability, because I don't, you know, pay attention to the nuances of how his side tackle is and all that bullshit. But like, he looks like a guy that should be at the top of your card. You, you know what I mean? You don't like talk about how many times he did a triple spinning over his ball sack plancha knife. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about how snug the headlock is and all that bullshit. That ain't for me. I'm a storyteller. Tell me some stories. Brian Cage looks like a guy that I want to see stories from. You know, if um. If YouTube didn't have a very tight limit on uh, how many characters could be in the title of your YouTube video, the the spinning over his ball sack, uh, the you know triple spinning over his ball sack plancha dive might be a hell of an episode name. Yeah, I you know keep it keep it there in the back pocket. Yeah, you never exactly. Know. Right, I might be testing the character limits, but uh, hey, you know, do what, what we are you do. do. You know, it's a hard work here and- we got going on. <laughs> After the Team Taz promo, we got another promo. This was backstage next to a basketball goal. We had the Elite, which was the perfect amount of douchebag for these group of dorks. For these Good God. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. like, here's the thing. They're not even cool enough to be douchebags. They're too yeah. dorky a to douche be douchebags. might still get a girl, right? <laughs> but these guys are like, now again, in real life, I'm sure these guys have. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, but, it's but. Like, <laughs> to be like, you're like, nobody even wants to hang out with this guy. At least a douche has some friends. Like, these yeah. Guys. <laughs> well, well, at least a douche, you're like, man, I wish I had some of those qualities. Like, who, right. what qualities what would you want from Carl Anderson? Like, ugh. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. But, like, you look. <laughs> But, but I mean, still, if you look at the Good Brothers, what traits do you want from them? Balding, and you can spin a ba- basketball on your hey, finger like you could make in fourth a mean grade? Triangle Fu Manchu, right? Do not discredit oh, their abilities to make a mean yeah. Triangle Fu Manchu. And apparently, and apparently, Carl Anderson wanted us to know that he could spin a ball on his finger. Like, we all couldn't do that in grade school. That is yeah. not an impressive trait, pal. Just like you think you're over, that you told me you're over. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm over but it. it was good. <laughs> right. But I will say this. It was interesting that the Young Bucks, because I still feel like we're going to get the Hangman Kenny Omega story to be told at All Out or another pay-per-view, right? But I did like how the Young Bucks said, hey, who else is there for us? And they're not wrong. That's where I was telling you earlier. It's like, who is the babyface tag team that's going to come up and take the titles off of the young bucks right now and you really can't say who that is i don't think there is that's why yeah. I, it needs to be the dark order god damn it well we'll see got some time 
got some time. Now let's get back into the ring here. We get uh, the Blade, who, mm -hmm. man, I tell you what, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think he's moving mountains or parting the seas, but he is putting in some work as a singles competitor, yeah. and he took on Christian, and I thought this was your standard, you know, Christian Cage, uh, you know, grizzled old veteran gets the W, but this wasn't bad at all. I, I thought thought this was some fun. I thought it was too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I did not set high expectations for this, so there's there is that. But we've talked about this. I, I as much as we've been like, oh no, they're hiring more people from WWE. They've used these veterans right almost every perfectly. Time. I can't think yeah. of where it's been like, oh my, the Sting Snow thing. Right when it started, when it was like eight weeks of like. It snows, Sting hits the ring, everybody runs, right? With that whole Team Taz deal. I think that was the only time we've been like, maybe they can do this, this a little better. repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, because, you know, if this was if this was Christian and WWE, he might be getting getting an Intercontinental ch Championship match at SummerSlam, you know, right off the bat, not even winning a match. So I think he's being used great. Yeah. So now... We get Christian picks up the victory. Then we go back to another promo. We get FTR and, and Santana and Ortiz, although this was fat FTR, FTR2, talking about how FTR1 cut his arm open. I think we're getting another match, but I think the next match is going to be the last match. I think that yes. last match was supposed to be it, but right. obviously with a cut artery, you're not going to end on yeah. that note. Apparently it like gouged uh, out a part of his arm. Jeez. And then they stopped the, the, the scene. They stopped the, yeah. the still shot of when it happened and oh fuck. That was miserable. Hey, don't try um, this at home. No, 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 no. Just well, you can try it, it at home because you don't have a ring hook, right? You don't have a ring rope hook there. So you're fine to try this. At home. Well, hopefully not. That'd be weird. At home. Yeah. Well, maybe you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know Got what a, you're into. Ring ropes, hooks, and uh and uh Singapore canes, baby. That's all that's all in my in my dungeon down here. Yeah, that's that's standard protocol for a pro wrestling fan mm -hmm. and person with a gimp fetish. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, <laughs> we had a in ring promo next with Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, D D M D. -M -D. Mm -hmm. One thing I did like about this promo before we got into the actual promo is how Jr. was like, you know, Tony Schiavone's ad libbing those hugs. Mm. <laughs> like he just gave him shit. I thought that was so funny. That was one of his best lines. He's just uh, like, you know, he's ad libbing those hugs. You know, something we didn't uh, hit on was uh, during the uh, first match with MJF at commentary. Tony Schiavone's working himself into a shoot with MJF, and he like he's really starting to be like, "You, you're a son of a I fucking no like." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and real. he might be right. He like might it be. might be like a <laughs> legit feeling. He, he at one point said he was like, "You are so you're the likes of which I've never seen <laughs> or something like that." He was like, "You were just <laughs> love it." Yeah, love it, love it. Yes, um, MJF again is another great guy on on commentary. You know, we yeah. talk about Jericho being on commentary. Wouldn't hate it if MJF did a full length yeah. episode either. Anytime, and you know, hope this doesn't happen. But if MJF gets injured and can't go for a while, like that's a perfect spot for him. Get him on there. Perfect. Just, just yeah. hating on everything. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But as we move back to the Britt Baker promo, oh. she talks about how she's the champ. And again, before she can even really establish what her, you know bullet points are we get red velvet walks out and she's like bitch red looks bad on you mm -hmm. and also i can kick your ass and then Britt baker not being intimidated by that was like bitch i beat you in two minutes last time who the fuck are you 
And then Red Velvet again came back and was like, hey, I was enhancement talent. I was learning what I was doing around here. Like, I'm way better than what you faced back then. And Britt Baker was like, so am I. Bitch, I got a title. <laughs> I love this yeah, promo. I loved it. Because Red Velvet came with swagger and an energy that wasn't like, I'm going to be talking to the champ. And Britt Baker came with that, like, yeah, you're stepping to the queen. You know who the fuck I am? And so thought it was done perfectly well yeah. by both both girls here. Yeah, and, and I agree. And I think this is exactly kind of what the, the beauty of dark and dark elevation are in that these folks are getting to go out in front of crowds. And in fr- not just like the dark WWE does dark matches, but they don't necessarily put them in front of live audience like this mm-hmm. to the point where they're putting it on YouTube every time. So it's not just this crowd that's seeing this like, oh, my God, we're going to try something that we can't let anybody else see. Um, and I think it's done great for somebody like Red Velvet. And then you get to work them up into now she's the number one contender because she's won four matches you didn't see. But, you know, what I mean, like, here you go. You know, if you didn't watch other things, but it almost enticed you to be like, well, where did she come up from that? I think this is great. She's done a lot of improvement. And of course, DMD gets better nearly every time we see her. Another thing that I like, and this was one thing I think we both criticized before AEW started, but the wins and losses, you know, how they're going to keep track of wins and losses. This is a good way to use that to say Red Velvet is, I think, what'd she say, 18 and four or 22 and four, something like that. You can say that. And in kayfabe, that seems legit. And also, if you look at the rankings, which I know the rankings are, oh, all of a sudden we got a number one contender. How did that happen? I understand. But again, it's pro wrestling have fun right don't get don't let a good story get caught with bad details you know what i mean but a top five contender is now challenging for the championship i think that is a good easy story to tell any casual fan because if you just say hey it's Britt baker your champion taking on red velvet if some casual fan is just like i keep hearing about this Britt baker from you know my nerdy pro wrestling fans i'm gonna check her out but who's this red velvet Is, is she any good just by proxy of putting a number five or a number four or even a number one contender, the casual fan will then associate like, okay, she's taking on someone who is good. She might beat her, but this person is still a worthy challenger. So even though I think, you know, we were both on the same page uh, being skeptics of this so far, it's been turned out to, to be a, a good feather in their cap to use for storytelling. So I like it. I like it. Hey, All right, you know what else I like? Oh, the what beer like? sponsor of the week. Now, once again, the beer sponsor of the week this week is our goddamn selves. Nobody gave us any money. If you want to be the beer sponsor of the week, if you want your name right here, then go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. There's a PayPal link. You donate us a beer amount's worth of money. And uh, tell us if you want a specific beer or you just want us to pick. Let us know. And then uh, we'll tell everybody how great you are. You know, maybe, you know, some other fun stuff about you. SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Check that out. PayPal. Give us some money. We need money. We do need Beer's money. Expensive. I tell you what. It is, but it's also tasty, and we also like giving compliments, so please join us. Mm. Also, uh, in future weeks, join us on YouTube, as a couple people are right now. Uh, you can also do that, couple but let's thousand, get back right? into the show. Thousand, yeah, right? of course. Hey, you know, don't let the details the get in the way of right? good story. When they say there's like two viewers, they mean that in thousands, yep. right? Uh, yep, of course. Hey, let's keep it going. Right. So... Quick question for you, Tim. Yeah. Nine inches. Is Fuego de Sol the best seller yeah. in AEW? God, he is. 
back-to-back weeks. He looks dead when he sells. Like his noodle arms are like just like they like he just looks like you instantly like finish him, right? Just done. Done. Yeah, he does. Done. But he doesn't do it in a sense that's like it's not Sean flopping over the place. It yeah, like exactly. Knocked a motherfucker out, and his lifeless, limp body fell to the floor. Yeah, so let's get into the segment here. Andrade and Chavo Guerrero talk about how, hey, Lucha Bros, if you're not going to come work for us, fuck you. We got someone who will work for us, and it's Fuego de Sol. And instantly, Chavo Guerrero says, Andrade needs this. his boots cleaned. Yeah, he's like, and Fuego was like, Yeah, and Fuego was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I did not sign up for that. And Andrade's like, you're not going to fucking do it? And he's like, well, I, what? And then before he could even say yes or no, whop, he gets a good old how's your father right to the bread basket and then just gets thrown into that uh, that sliding door or that that uh, that steel door four to five times. And then the the art of Fuego resting his unconscious head on Andrade's shoe yeah. thought it was great. That was Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Fuego del Sol has been uh, noticeable in that, like, he gets himself, he's on TV, he's getting a big-time spot where we remember him now. So it's going to be one, this is the thing that will turn you into a guy that people are rooting for now, right? If he picks up a win, we're going to be like, fuck yeah, Fuego, mm-hmm. right? We're going to be like, yeah. go. Yeah. Love him. I yeah. do like him. He's really fun on Dark, and he was really a good uh, crowd member during those uh, pandemic-era AEW Dynamites. So let's get into uh, another promo after this one. And it looks like even though Lance Archer is your New Japan Pro Wrestling United States champion, he's still going to be coming back to AEW to feud with Dan Lambert. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I was trying to be optimistic. And here's my thought. Mm -hmm. Yes. For you? Because. Like optimistic for you. I'm, no, I'm yeah. I'm optimistic for the wrestling fan Anybody, because again, right. I I think it's fun when you get the casual uh, wrestling fan who's the big big time MMA star to come in, right? You get the Jorge Masvidal's, you get the Amanda Nunes, you, Dustin Poirier trains at American Top Team. He just knocked out Conor McGregor. You could have Dustin Poirier come into AEW. That's a big time get for AEW, right? And I hope that happens. However, I hope the real backup is a pro wrestler and also a former MMA fighter. I hope it's filthy Tom Lawler who's coming to AEW. That, that I for, would not hate. That's what I'm saying. That forbidden door is open. MLW, I bet, once in on this whole Tom AEW. Lawler has the benefit of, and I hope he never hears me say this, uh, uh, being charismatic, being good at pro wrestling, right? being good at storytelling, and also being a guy that you look at and you're like, this guy looks fucking weird, and you like kind of can't take your eyes off of him. You know what I mean? Like Tom Lawler looks like a – you know what I mean? Just – captures your, and he your is guy. yeah he is i've hung out with him many times i think he's the funnest weirdest guy in the world he yeah. is great for one night out at the bars you don't want to wake up with him right. like in a, in a hotel room like you hey man yeah, you don't want to see that you stole a tiger together right, right yeah <laughs> we you don't want we don't want to have a hangover moment but yeah the night of he's the best oh yeah. he's the best Seems but like he great. is a wild man you know who and else he's is a good great? wrestler. You know who else is great? Once again, I'm going to shout out the chat. We got somebody who I, we haven't interacted with yet. Devin, it looks like, says, I think Alistair uh, retired Cody. Oh, we're going to get there. Oh, we're we'll get, get there, there in just a second. Yeah, so Welcome. you just hold tight. Welcome. Yes, definitely. Thanks for joining. Um, of course. So uh, 
Yeah, I hope it's filthy Tom yeah. Waller. That's look, who I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm I'm worried about this. If I'm being honest, yeah, I, look, this guy must have paid a lot of money to get on TV, and they've got to, you know what I mean, do whatever. But man, well, I will say this to his credit, he cuts a good promo. Okay, yeah. It, do, right. it doesn't seem like he fumbles his words, and he doesn't seem like he needs a take two. He does it pretty well. I will He's, give him yes. that. It's not, right. it's not be, the worst casual as a manager. Right. It's not I, the worst casual yeah. in, in pro wrestling yeah. history. He's a guy you want to hate? A punchable face? Definitely a punchable face. So do another we. guy, nah. yeah, <laughs> another guy with punchable face shows up in our next segment. But before he shows up, we have an interview in ring. Tony Schiavone talking to Hangman Adam Page says, "Hey, you need to clarify your comments. You broke our hearts earlier in this episode, and we need some clarification." And Hangman kind of par for the course he can't even get out what he is about to say and the elite comes out there's carl anderson doing his uh middle school trick of balancing a ball on his finger like a fucking idiot hey, did he say something about his hot wife probably i thought she's leaving him though ha anyhow um then he had the elite and all that that's what and, she told me last week anyway and so we get our fun things right but we get a beat down Let's get to the, the meat and potatoes of this. We get a beatdown of the elite on Hangman Adam Page. A thorough beatdown. And no. right when you think the Dark Order is there to save the day, they run from the back. They are right by They're the ringside. Ass. And Grayson and Evil Uno pushes them back and says, Guys, Hangman said he needs to do this on his own. Oh, Tim. Oh. Your heart Tim. Just aches for the hangman. What a twist. Ugh. You know, last week we talked about like, oh man, they lost. What are we going to do now? Who knew we were going to get more of a layered story with Dark Order and Hangman? We thought this was going to be, you know, more focused on Hangman and Kenny Omega slash the Elite. And now we're going down this uh, rabbit hole with the uh, uh, with Hangman and yeah. the Dark well, Order. And I think God, it, so great. now I think in hindsight, of course, this was the right move because the Hangman story has been this, right? Like he gets down on himself. He thinks he's letting his friends down. His friends don't mm -hmm. think that. His friends just want him to hang out and be cool, be himself. But he doesn't like himself. And so he, you know what I mean? Like he just prefers, like, no, nobody, nobody needs me bringing him down. I just got to do this myself. And doesn't work for him when everybody needs a friend man everybody needs a helping hand everyone can't needs do this a show friend. myself i need a friend yeah Over i need there. a friend too <laughs> right. yeah. you right yeah. there i don't right. know the yeah. point yeah. uh i'm to your right yeah you're to my right left. there right. yeah no you're to my left i don't know yeah you're to my here left. i'm looking at the live stream see if, yeah 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 anyhow uh, um <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to flip uh, it. If you, to flip it. Right. Well, if you're watching the YouTube live stream or if you're watching this on YouTube later after we post it, you'll see what we're doing here. But check us not, out on YouTube. Yeah, you got to check out the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Spanish Announce Tube. But, of course, you can find every link you need for any of our stuff at SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Now, I will say this segment was pretty darn good, except for we needed to change one thing up. So the segment ended with Kenny Omega saying, this is the closest you're going to get to the championship. And then it hits Hangman in the face with the AEW championship belt. Should've oh, it there. poetic. Well, that's how it ended. That's how it oh. ended, right? So that was pretty great. But before, before that, that yeah. we had the elite loser. Yeah. No, he sucks. And this is the thing. If you want to make him look credible, this is how I would have done it. Let me take you down a little bit of 
T-Mac tweaks. First of all, before we get there, I do like that poor Kazarian had to take a couple, like, thrown basketballs his way. <laughs> yeah. Spot. Just, yeah, I like it. It was fun. Chucking yeah, basketballs at him. <laughs> Man, take this for you. How's hey, how'd you get concussed? The... Well, yeah. I took a basketball to the side of the head during my when I was in my underwear play fighting. <laughs> yeah. But this is how I think you should have done it. You should have still had Hangman get hit with the belt with Kenny Omega saying, this is the closest you're ever going to get to the AEW yeah. championship. And that's but a then great, Frank, it's a great, moment. Oh, it's great the metaphors. All of it. Love it. But then Frankie can come in and chase off the elite. Like they can be, Oh, Whoa, that guy's crazy. And just say like, ah, you're not worth our time, but then kind of have some fear in their eyes. Instead, he's another, it's another yeah. example Look, of him coming out and just getting his thing. ass kicked. It's one thing if like, he's the elite hunter. He'll never win one of these matches necessarily against the elite guys, but he comes in with two baseball bats and a chain and can clear the elite out for 20, 30 seconds to let somebody get out of town. Right. Like that kind of right. stuff. Right. Yeah. It just, he looks like a dumbass every Hold time. Him at bay at least for a few minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then get consumed or, or get out of town. Ninja moves, right? He comes in, he behind them all of a sudden one, two, three are knocked out. And Kenny Omega turns around. He's like, what the, what the hell happened to everybody? And then the elite hunter's gone. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. way better, way better. Right. Like a sniper. He's the elite sniper. Right, like he well, sneaks in when nobody's looking, and all of a sudden, you know, fucking crowbar to the back of the head, and and Mister Asian Hot Wife is down on the ground. Everybody's like, "What the hell happened?" Well, you know who he can learn some lessons from? Mm. Darby Allen's father, mm. Sting. Sting. Sting used to do this to the NWO all the time, except for he looked strong. He didn't look like an idiot. So maybe we need to have a backstage segment with Kazarian looking at a picture of the elite being consumed with hate and Sting just pats him on the shoulder so and is I like, an idea. I think you need some help. Let me show you the way. And then we get that. So we get Crow Kazarian. Good. Crozarian. Crozarian. <laughs> Crozarian. That's the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fun. I like that. That's better than what he's doing right now because yes. he looks like a fucking idiot Dude, right now. Even if he did it tongue in cheek and became Crozarian, I think we would love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Sting is kind of like, hey, man, I wanted to give you tips. I don't want you to rip off my gimmick. Yeah, he's like, like, well, it's working. It's yeah, working. We didn't talk about royalties here. <laughs> but he's like, it's working, so and I'm going to keep doing it. But Crozarian doesn't even say anything. He just like mysteriously like backs out of the room and <laughs> seems like I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. takes, his, takes a mask off and it's just more face paint underneath. He's like, I, I know that shtick. I did that. Too. <laughs> I, did that at, I did that at three different companies. Yeah. I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! god dude, uh, watching that network for nine ninety nine. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so let's get back. Let's get back into uh, AEW Dynamite Homecoming here. Uh, we get back into the ring and we get a TNT Championship match: Miro versus Lee Johnson. What did you think? I'll give you my thoughts after you, your hot take here. I, I know we've said like Miro finds a way to still squash somebody but make them look like they had a puncher's chance. But I kind of mm. wish they didn't do that. Yeah. Time. I that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. This should have been the redeemer gets established mm. as much as Lee Johnson has a bright future. And like I said, check out that match with Danny Garcia. It is worth your time, yeah, but he's not on that like precipice where like, the, Oh, if he just got a win over Miro 
or no. look strong against Miro, he could catch fire. Well, and with Miro being the redeemer and doing this whole like God has sent me for destruction and I'm so sorry to do this. It needs to be brutal. It needs to it it needs to be destruction. Quick and brutal. It needs to be like the broke your neck. Sorry, buddy. And he, yeah, and again, if we're staying in this kayfabe world of you know matches mean something here, I'm having a hard time believing in 2021 that Miro has a harder time beating Lee Johnson than he does Lance Archer. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. that's when you need these matches a little shorter. Hey, and maybe so, he didn't get enough motivation from a vengeful God and a, and a double jointed wife this week. I don't know. Possibly. And did you catch Jr. there when he talked about Miro? He's like, this is the best he's ever looked. He's married, right? He's doing the right things. <laughs> You mentioned that he married, right? No, I didn't <laughs> just thought that was great. I don't think I he was that he was on one tonight, which he didn't he didn't do too bad. I thought it was fun. Yeah, but yeah, so Miro gets the victory. I liked how post match he kind of cuddles with uh, Lee Johnson, and then he takes the title and presents it to Jesus or God or whoever he's God's favorite champion. To. Yeah, but he presents it to him and just lays it down. That's a cool touch. Yeah, that that because because it's starting to tell a different story. It's not. Oh, God has chosen me. I am boastful yeah. in the man. It it's fits because, you know, like Miro, Rusev, whatever, has always kind of changed a little bit about his character, but it's always been this idea that, like, he's full of himself, right? Like, he thinks, and it's just kind of taken on this slight little modifications, and it's great. I love it. I love but it. he's also using that, I think, by presenting the championship to God, saying, like, I'm this not hurting you. you. Right. Yeah. Right. But, weird. like, but like to his opponents, it's it's this isn't me. This is this is yeah. coming from God. God asked for you, this. Sorry. Are, are are you wanting to argue with God? You were the sacrifice. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. This means good so, things for you. You were chosen. Right. That's the fun part of the destroyer. It's not just oh, because he could even I'm get, the best in the world. See, and like right now, this is how I do it. He's strong. He's strong. He's he's murdering people left and right. Uh, he's telling a few of them, like, you were chosen. You should you should follow me and, and do as I do because I'm God's favorite champion. So he gets a few followers, and that's when he's like, when finally he meets somebody who can kind of give him a run for his money, and then he needs the followers' help, right? Like, you could build off of this Redeemer thing, almost make it like a Jesus and the disciples. You know what I mean? Like, just Yeah, well, and the first time he loses, just be like, well, that's not what God wanted. You yeah. have one of you. You have one of you have turned your back. Who is the Benedict Arnold? Yeah. Right? Like, just, yeah. Who is the Judas? Who's oh! the Judas? Who is the Judas? Chris Jericho. Mm. Mm. Ah, Chris Jericho, Miro. Mm. Not the worst thing in the world. Mm. I'll tell you who I want Miro to go up against as far as a real feud. It's not Lee Johnson. Credits to Lee Johnson. He looked good. Shouldn't have because it needs to be mo more focused on Mir uh, Miro here. But after the match, we get a backstage promo with Christian, and it's announced that he is now the number one contender. And he goes, well, you know what's better than being the best? Being elite. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to be at Rampage and Dynamite hanging out, and we might get the start of a Christian versus elite storyline. Hey, I think Christian Kenny Omega a match at like a big time dynamite or you know something like that. Or a rampage. Or a rampage with the crowd hyped is gonna be great. Because we know Christian's gonna lose that, but they're gonna they're gonna go hard. They're gonna put on like a forty minute great match. Is this though 
Because if you recall, when John Moxley debuted, it was right after a Chris Jericho Kenny Omega match. So do we get Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega, and then that's when CM Punk at the Rampage episode debuts, right? Or like, is that Daniel Bryan's spot? Because I think we get. Oh CM yeah, either Punk one. Yeah, Ryan. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, either one. But that 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 uh, Rampage show is in Chicago. That's why I said that. Right? It's in Chicago. Yeah, yeah at the United Center. Yeah. Right. So that's why I said uh, CM yep. Punk. But Home that's of, where you could do the match. Um, uh, Mr. The Ball. Chicago Bulls. Lonzo, uh, is it Lonzo? Oh, Lonzo Ball got traded there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Million. He sucks. Yeah. $84 million second overall. Suck. Well, he's the second overall pick, and he's on his third team in four years. So I don't know how good he is. And that's a lot of floated, bloated, not real money. Yeah. But we can get into contract <laughs> talk later. <laughs> Let's get into now. Go Chiefs. Our at Different sport, but yeah we now get into our the women must pose because don't forget about them before the main event match maybe a little long-winded there we'll come up with a better title uh but it was There's layla hirsch i don't know maybe not uh but we get layla hirsch taking on the bunny okay well, i'll say layla this hirsch is, is legit oh she's cool and every time you see her you're like oh shit like she could she could fuck you think she could fuck her <laughs> um yeah <laughs> yeah um old time joke for any new listeners sorry about that one um yeah she looks like she could beat the shit out of anybody like she could hold you down take your money mm -hmm. and, you know what i mean end your life right there so um i never hate when i see legit layla hirsch on my tv but you know they're just again there wasn't a whole lot of story there's not a whole like there's not a, a whole lot of inferred albeit they did on this one give it this person's going to get a title shot at the NWA champion, right? Not the AEW champion. So hopefully, cause it did intrigue me post-match Layla Hirsch standing next to the NWA women's champion in the contrast of six foot six and four foot 11. It looked like that. That looks fun, right? It looked yeah. like Braun Strowman taking on Hornswoggle. Yeah. Uh, I'm into that. I will say one thing that was of interest or an interesting, uh, take that the producer did is as Layla Hirsch is walking out, someone with the sign who must be listening to the show said Layla for team Taz. Mm -hmm. And they showed this sign for a solid three to five seconds. And I was like, are you trying to tell us something? Because no one said that on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's watching this show, listening. To this and thank show. you. And thank you. By the way, stay watching this show. Uh, if you caught on, you know, halfway through the show or whatever, uh, later on the show, we're going to play an interview that we did this weekend. Oh, it was so much cool fun. Dudes, uh, for the Dynamic Wrestling Federation, new professional wrestling uh, organization starting up here in Kansas City. So all of our Kansas City listeners and close by, and even if you just love independent wrestling, you got to check out this interview. Uh, stick with us later on the show for that. But back to this. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. Uh, oh, we had a blast. Kind of went oh. all over the place in the best possible ways it was so much fun definitely yeah. stay tuned for that yeah uh, but it's now let's get their, into it's about, for anybody it's about their new organization and then just professional wrestling in general and fun stuff definitely yeah so now let's get into our main event it was heaven versus hell light versus darkness uh malachi black taking on cody rhodes First off, what did you think of Malachi Black's entrance? Did yeah. you get a chance to really see what the hell that all was about? That was a lot of stuff to be about. Um, yes, I, you know, hey, 
anytime we can dress somebody up and make it look cool, um, I just look. This is the fourth week in a row we've had a you know a themed you know named dynamite. Like they'll start to lose their like I'm gonna not remember at some point you know like the fourth time. And, and didn't we just do an Impact Wrestling Homecoming? Is that why we're doing this? I don't get like Homecoming. You already had th- you know three events in front of crowds. Well, but this is the homecoming coming back to Jacksonville because they consider Jacksonville their home because of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, the the names are whatever. It's kind of just, I'll take it or leave it. My point being that, like, I want those at special events. And this was a big fight, so it fit here, of course. Um, But, hey, hey, you know, uh, just as long as it doesn't get too long of an entrance. I don't need an Undertaker entrance. I don't need four look-ups from Finn Balor. Yeah, I agree. But he looked like the goddamn devil with the horns and all the other stuff kind of gave me the willies mm-hmm. got a little chill bumps on my arm mm-hmm. uh and then cody comes out and did you get a little sweat did you, were you like Whoo. yeah a little bit you know one of these whatever you yeah. do there whatever that thing is yeah holding the bible are you catholic or something or you're no, i'm not catholic yeah, i'm yeah, christian yeah, no, so you don't do this thing right? no, yeah, no i don't need to touch my body you're like, uh yeah, you're like i mean i touch my body <laughs> but here's the thing with this match Mm -hmm. is it was cool when they did it with Brody Lee. Yeah. So what I mean by that is if you've paid attention to the AEW dynamite or AEW in general match history, they've only done two squash matches. This is the second squash match that they've done in a main spot. I'm not talking about dark or, you know, elevation matches when it's John Moxley takes on Owen six guy. Not that I'm talking when it's two legit people in the ring, but this is the second time now that they've done a squash match. And the first time involved Cody and the second time involved Cody. Yeah. Yeah, Do you, do you have shitty pre-fight preparations? So, the theme, if you were to see, say that this is, you know, real and in kayfabe, the two themes that I'm taking away from Cody is he's a bad friend because everyone turns his back or everyone turns their back on him. And two, he gets too big headed oh. and he's not focused on matches. God damn it, Tom. What? <sighs> Cody's friends that turned on him. Cutie. Mm-hmm. We fucking forgot to get Cutie's weight oh, in the queue. We forgot to fucking interview QT Marshall again. But it was because uh, of the dynamite. It was because of the... Sorry, but I know, I told him he'd planned it. He reached out and was like, dude, you guys are going another night. I'll be but free here's then. The, we were like, I, yeah, but sorry. here's the thing. It was QT because, Marsupial, is our fa- he's our, favorite, our biggest fan, and he really wants to be on the show, and we keep forgetting, and I'm sorry, Cutie. Quads and traps will get you on soon. Again, the reason is because we usually do this on Thursdays, but because I'm going to the Foo Fighters, we're doing it on Wednesday. We got our wires crossed. We'll get to you soon. I promise. Quads and traps. Quick trip. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. Quick now time, marsupial. There it is. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like the fucking... <laughs> Factory thing you got going there. Yeah. Factories, factory workers, yeah, sport fucking, unions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? That, that's the whole vibe of the, the factory. factory owner or are you the factory, you know, you're yeah. the union, like, you know, solidarity, brother? We'll find out. We'll find out when we ask him in our interview with him here coming up soon. Mm-hmm. TBD. But what did you think of the main event? So, again, it's a squash match. We'll get into his post match speech 
after your take, but as far as the match itself, were you shocked? Were you, what was your feeling? I guess I was, you know, yeah. Speech with, you know, coming up, I didn't understand that this was like a goodbye Cody moment. So I thought there would be a match. I assumed Malachi, Alistair, whatever the fuck we're calling him was going to win. So that was just, it, yeah. I again was like, oh man, we're going, we're going squash match. I guess they really are going to buy in on this Malachi Black character. Yeah, and that's good, right? Because that's what we always complain about: is if you're going to debut, we'll make them look strong so that they're a viable contender. God damn, I sound like that. No, uh, <laughs> but I'm okay. You know, are you here's being the thing: are you trying to make I, am, me feel I am, I am, okay, I am, right. I am. Uh, I will say this though: there, there needs to be a little bit of break in the action, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know how in WWE land um, we get. Uh, Hometown guy loses in his hometown, you know? Yeah. That's how it always is. In AEW, we don't have to have every guy that debuts or girl that debuts with your company look like the next title contender. It's okay. Have them have them say, like, oh, this place, now I'm here. And then lose and be like, wait a minute. Are these people actually fucking good? Like, you can tell a different story other than, I am Conqueror, you know? That's what we got a little bit with Malachi Black is, I am Conqueror, watch me fuck everyone up. And it's like, okay, but we had that with Miro. And before that, we had that with Lance Archer. You know, before that, it's like, so I can't, I mean, I can, but it's like, break it up a little bit, right? Break it up. I agree. So now let's get into this post-match speech from Cody Rhodes. He goes into some diatribe as if he's been a Hulk Hogan, 37 years in the business type of thing. Brother, brother, brother. Love you, love you, love you. And I guess he's trying to retire. And this is when I like Malachi the Black the most. He comes back in. He's like, no, no, no. Go fuck your mother. I'm hitting you with a, uh, a crutch. You ain't gone. Yeah, I'm. This is about me. This ain't about you. Yep, getting a heel to the skull, baby. Yeah. So, what'd you think of the speech, and then what'd you think about Malachi Black coming back and saying, "Fuck that." I liked that the speech was interrupted because I was sitting here thinking the same thing. I was like, "Look, dude, you are not Shawn Michaels and Edge and Ric Flair here." Like, I understand. I look. I know there's a lot of people that like AEW, that mm-hmm. liked whatever the Bullet Club and all that stuff that happened in mm-hmm. Japan. Mm-hmm. We weren't. You know, right. watching super big fans of that. So, like, mm-hmm. he's a bigger deal than those people. I'll mm-hmm. give him that. Yep. But I didn't think even to those people that he was, like, an all-time great. I thought they thought, like, this is the guy now. Right? Like, this is the guy right now. Which I guess, okay. Well, so maybe as I'm talking through this, maybe I see if, like, the guy right now, if Hangman Adam Page was like, hey, I got to retire, I'll be like, oh, man, shot, God damn it. You know what I mean? So maybe, I guess. But, like, I, I wouldn't think that he would go on this, like, like, uber crying you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i just tried to do it for my daddy like look we get it cody rhodes has had a i'm gonna say it an annoyingly like jumping back and forth over that line of like don't call me dusty Rhodes' son and like i did it all for my dad but this is about me i'm cody i'm not but i love my daddy (laughs) it's like hey man fucking pick one and go with it right right? yeah Mm -hmm. like i yeah, that that's always bothered me a little. Um, but Cody Rhodes has been – I've never thought he was like, oh, my God, he's amazing. I've always liked him since he's been out. I thought mm-hmm. the Stardust thing was unique when he did it. I agree with him in the action that he took of, like, fuck this. They're never going to let me be anything but that. I'm going to leave and do something else because 
I don't owe myself to them, which is great. I loved it, right? Loved all that, and I love what they created with AEW. So if if all of that, to me, I guess, is, I guess, as I talked through, that does seem worthy of like a, hey, but Cal it, Ripken send-off, right? But, but here's the thing. Okay, that's a perfect analogy. Cal Ripken send-off. Cal Ripken played 2,000-plus <laughs> right, yeah. games. Yeah. Cody... I don't know his age off he the top of my head, 20, right? but yeah, I'm going to bet he's 32, 33. Again, yeah, we don't fact check here. Us, right. Right. And so that's where it's like, unless you have a real injury, which he didn't allude to, right? He didn't say I have a neck injury. I have to hang it up. If that's the case, I totally get yep. the speech, yep. but he was just saying, I have outside interest. I'm glad for what we built. It's time for me to move on. Well, two things there. Even if One, it was like a, Hey, we've got so much talent. I've got a kid. I don't want to risk it. Look, we're nah, going to make the thing. Nah, you know what I mean? Like, even no, if it was that, you know what nah, I mean? You know, no, that was. Or even if it was like, hey, it's time for me to be executive vice president. I think we've got a crew. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? If he was like, I'm retiring, I'm done. Nah, no. Nah. Because it's not believable. It's not believable because, you know, the next CM Punk or Daniel Bryan that comes in, you're going to want to wrestle that person. So that's why if it's not a legit injury and you're not 60 years old, I don't believe like, it. Don't fucking do yeah. it. Yeah, don't do even those Shawn speeches. Even Shawn Michaels finally gave in. Right. Now, God dang it. But he didn't even, well, he did do the speech the next night on Raw, but we were prepared for that. That was a, hey, let's celebrate this career because now we know it's over because he lost the match. To your well, point. I mean, he even gave it, he came back and did the match. Well, so yeah, I'm I know. Saying, but I'm yeah. saying as far as that, the, yeah. the night of and the speech, yeah. it made sense. To your point, tonight, we were not given any ind- ind- indication that this was a retirement match or that Cody uh, needed well, to win to stay relevant. It. Like when he was giving a speech, it was just kind of like, why are you acting this way? It, like we were kind of led to be like, wait, are you leaving? Like what's going on? Right? Well, he like, took yeah. the boot off, right? So he yeah. took the one boot off and what you do in pro wrestling uh, is take your boots off and leave it in the ring. What you do in right. MMA is you take off the gloves, you leave it in the cage. Right. It's like you're hanging so, them up, right? It's like you're right. So you're hanging them, them up. Right. But again, with no... With no um, story going in, it kind of comes off as weird. But then well, you it's get like, thrown it's in. It's like, hey, the Dark Order's already dealing with this with Hangman. Maybe you should talk to them. Like, you don't give up, man, just because you lost once. Okay, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have John Silver start doing his guns and poses, yeah, and then you're good. Cody, we believe in you, buddy. Oh. What if, oh, how much fun would this be? Okay, so then let's get to it. I'm, Malachi see, Black. This is why I love our conversations, right? We booked yeah. the whole territory just fucking picking love up the holes in the stories. Yeah, so Malachi Black comes back before Cody can take off his second boot. He hits him with the crutch, and he's like, this is my moment. He doesn't say anything, but you know what he's saying. He's like, if this show's ending, it's ending on this fucking weird eye. Look at me, motherfuckers. I'm the star. What I like is your idea there is next week or two weeks, right? Let's give Cody some time to recover. How much fun would it be if Cody walks up to the dark order and is like, Hey, I hear that hangman wants a break. I am kind of down in the dumps and need some friends. What do you say? But, Oh, but then if the dark order is like, no, 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 we're just not a, we're not a paid friend. We're not a rent a friend. Like you got to earn our friendship. And then that's what turns Cody heel. He's like, you don't fucking think I'm good enough? You don't think I'm good? Everyone should know. And then he almost does like the Seth Rollins character. Where Remember when Seth Rollins is like, I'm here to save Monday Night Raw. We will rebuild Monday Night Raw in my image. 
Cody can then come go around, especially with the Dark Order to start and be like, no, 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 all the success is because of my hard work. Guys, do you not realize what I've done for this company? And then everyone's like, hey, man, you're kind of being pushy. And then he turns heel because we haven't got a Cody run uh, as a heel in AEW. This could be the start of it. And then how much fun would it be if you steal a little bit of the Bray Wyatt character and you make Alistair Black, or excuse me, Malachi Black, be the type of guy where when you touch him, you change. Now, I'm not saying you go babyface to heel, heel to babyface, whatever it is, but right. just something changes in Something's every time you come you. up against All Malachi of your Black. All are like, dude, what? Right. You never, what? Oh. Look at that. Snaps. Look at this. Snaps. Dead Poets is not Yeah. Dead Poets Society. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> that's what flooded your brain. All right, I like that. Uh, yeah, that's fun. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, look. What did you think of the episode? Let's let's kind of recap our thoughts here. The whole idea is like, if you thought this was like, oh my god, this was the big like moment for Cody. Like, this is the finale. Like, no, you just left me with more questions. Like, did Cody return? And maybe that's it. Maybe it's like I was gonna, but mm-hmm. now I'm not. Right. Because of you. I am a real man. Wait, sorry. Is that the wrong thing? That's the wrong thing. Um, anyway, is it though? Is yeah, it with is him? It though? Yeah, is it because he has so much. <laughs> he he he's bullshitting. He is bullshitting so much because he has so much that he's even said that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. One, he hasn't done anything with Sting. Remember yeah. when Sting kind of hey, put his arm around him listen, and was like, on. "You called it years ago on this show with Mark Henry's retirement. You said I can never trust another pro wrestling retirement ever again. Never. Yeah." Never. never. I'm d- an in ring pro wrestling retirement. I will never trust again. Never. Mm. Never. And you can't do it better than Mark Henry. That's the other thing is Mark Henry should have been like, what are you guys doing? Hey, I did that. No, 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 no. Rewrite that shit. I guys, they're going to think that you're, you can't compare to me and you can't. So like, get the fuck off. Um, that's what he should have said. Hey, I missed that in our recap, though, real quick before we move on to other things. It was announced that our Rampage announced team, at least for the first episode, is going to be led by Excalibur with his best friend, it seems like, Taz, which you can catch on AEW Dark, then Mark Henry, and then Chris Jericho. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I understand. Ah, I don't like three. I think two is best. It's great. It's great. By the way, that's another quick thing I want your feedback on. Uh, if you've been paying attention to Dark and Elevation, they've been doing almost like a carousel of uh, commentators coming through. So they had Davy Crockett or David Crockett, David Crockett. Then they've also had Eddie Kingston sit in. They've had Ricky Starks kind of pop in and out. Yeah. Uh, I think they've also had um, 
there was someone else. But what do you think about this kind of, hey, if talent's not going to wrestle, then they're going to start calling matches? Uh, you know what I mean? I don't hate it. I also noticed that I was muted, so you may have missed what I said there, but it was all fun. Check out Dark and Elevation if you missed it. <laughs> um, Taz is funny. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's great because it's also, as much as it is dark and it should be wrestler's practice, which is essentially what Dark and Dark Elevation is, it should be for the commentating team as well. I think Elevation, they're starting to tell a little bit more stories because, yes. for example, uh, Lucha Bros got a victory on Elevation and Andrade came out and was like, hey. And listen, I think I may have made the decision that, like, I'm just not going to watch Monday Night Raw and I'm going to watch Elevation instead. Oh, yeah, brother. I have did that weeks ago, especially now that Eddie Kingston's on commentary. Anything Eddie Kingston says is 10 yeah. times better Even than a Charlotte Even knowing Elevation promo. is like a, hey, this is not televised. You know what I mean? Like, this is just... Yeah, then still way I, more I still fun. Still better. Still way more fun. Because, like I said, they're starting to f- sprinkle in more stories when Lee Johnson, the way that Lee Johnson got this match against Miro for the TNT Championship yeah. was he had to win yeah. the match on Elevation. Hey, listen, so we're not going to go through go. a full recap of anything WWE. We're going to talk some subjects on that and tweet the table. But, like, this is one of the worst Raws I ever had to sit through. Ever. Duh, go ever. to one. Go Ever. to one. It's Ever. worse. It was so bad. I I watched it probably over 20 times, right? Like, like I watched some as it started, went back to later, went back to later, went back to later. And every time I could no longer get more than like 10, 15 minutes at a time before I was like, I can't. I, this is fucking bad. I just – what data – I know we're not going to cover it uh, in, in depth, and that's totally fine. But I just want to know what data are they seeing – that tells them the story to run with on your longest show is Charlotte versus Nikki. I'm not going to say your fucking initials. That's stupid. But why do we think that is our main event story? I don't know. I don't know. But as we're off of that, AW Dynamite Homecoming ended with a retirement. What would you think of the show? As a sum. I thought it was a tad underwhelming for yeah, their high for their high standards, right? Like if this was a Monday Night Raw, this is the best Raw in thirty years. No, not that long, but twenty years, right? But for the high standards that AEW Dynamite has, especially coming off of the Nick Gage Chris Jericho match, I thought this was a little bit conservative. I think maybe they're drinking their own Kool Aid, thinking that this Cody. Uh, retirement speech was going to move mountains. And I think they thought maybe a squash match was going to shock people. But again, you did it with the same talent twice within a year. So it's not that shocking kind of makes you look repetitive. So I would say, "Mm." I'd say it's Mm. fine. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You know what I would say? Uh, stick with us uh, through this show. We're going to have a great interview with the folks from the Dynamic Wrestling Federation here in Kansas City. Also, uh, we're about to get into some fun, uh, a fun part of the show where we talk to you, the fans. We let you have your voice heard. And we do that through Twitter with hashtag Tweet the Table. By the way, follow us on Twitter at Table Show. You can find that link at SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And uh, <clears throat> it's very simple. You use hashtag Tweet the Table. Put in your wrestling thoughts, and we're going to read them right here. And I picked out, because of time concerns, got the interview, I picked out the three best, Tom. The three very best, right? Oh! Mm. I just remembered, before we do that, it's time to talk some financials. Oh, we got to get that financial report. 
Boy, I tell you what, we're still on that skyrocket to the moon. Skyrocket um, in flight. Boom! All right, for anybody new to the show, Tom and I invested some money into MJF coin. Mm-hmm. MJF mm-hmm. came out and said, I'm starting my own cryptocurrency. You can buy some. some of it. We put a lot of money on this. Tom all put of it. All of his money on this. All of it. And it it started out great. Was going to the moon and took a nosedive, a near nosedive. Tom was in deep depression for a while, and it's been bouncing back. It's kind of up and down a little bit. Last week had a sixty percent up, right? And so, Tom, this week we are down thirty-five percent, and we're still down eighty percent overall. Yeah, yeah, another thirty-five percent drop this week. Let me put that graphic back up for everyone to see there. Ten percent overall. So the car, you still have it though, right? You've hidden the car this time, right? They can't repossess it again. You oh, stole it I got my tricks. Yeah, you I got my tricks. Back, but... I got my tricks. But Tim, why? Who is doing this to us? I think it's Jericho. I think it's that Jericho keeps winning these. You know, Nick Gage gave him a bump, and then Hoovy. God, we think Wardlow's going to bring back the bump. MJF. The fuck are you doing, Nobody's pal? He's going to beat Nick Gage, so Wardlow's he might give it a little bump, but it ain't going. So we might experience. I, I have I have confidence. We're going to see like another twenty percent up next week. That's what I'm. Woo! All right, to good. Moon, I'm baby. going with that. Yep, another car to the moon, baby. Um, all right. Hashtag tweet the table. You ready for this? Yeah, let's Very do it. Very simple. At the Rebel Trucker says hashtag tweet the table with the Bray Wyatt news breaking yesterday. This Chicago Ooh. crowd is going to hijack Raw tonight. Now. Let's pause the Bray Wyatt discussion for a second, Tom, and let's talk about that Chicago crowd. Raw was terrible, I'm going to tell you. But one of my favorite moments was them chanting, we want Wyatt, over a Goldberg promo. So let's, before we Mm -hmm. cut into the Wyatt news, that I said the words Goldberg promo already ought to let you know that this did not go well on Monday night. Yeah, I think, you know, he's proven... When I think it's been, he doesn't have to be saying a speech or, you know, speaking from a script. He does fine, right? His retirement after he lost to Lesnar three years ago at WrestleMania, when he's like, this is the last match. I thought that whole promo was good. I was like, man, this guy can talk. This promo, you could tell it was, Ooh. okay, what's my next line and what's my next line? And he then he the got Gladiator thrown- 17 times. Oh, they yeah. And then they got thrown off because of the We Want Wyatt chance. Um. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that uh, Wyatt news. I'm going to bring up one more tweet the table from at Theo75. He says, what was the point of firing Bray Wyatt? They should have fired the Apex bathroom break Randy Orton instead. He is not really doing anything for the product and is a legit money pit. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag Cornette face. Um, listen, Randy Orton probably makes a shit ton of money for the company and merchandise, so... They're not going to well, fire Well, so Randy does Orton. Bray Wyatt. But so does Bray Wyatt. And it was announced Bray Wyatt was released. Now, I think what we started to discover is that they did it for budget cuts, and that means Bray Wyatt was like, hey, I came up with this character. I need some more money out of it. And this is similar to what you know I others just, have done in the past. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Like, then give it to them and fire Rude and Ziggler. The Dirty Dogs, are they selling anything? No, that's what I'm saying. Just 
then then say okay like don't do it again right like we're we'll concede on this one point we'll give you a two hundred thousand dollar bonus or whatever it is whatever he's wanting right that one that one carrot that he's wanting but they've done this they give the character to someone else or they kill the character and say it's ours yeah but i mean alexa bliss they have made it clear they don't want you bringing up your own ideas they want the writing team coming up with the ideas or writing the ideas from mcmahon and you fill the role this is what cody rhodes complained about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he said he couldn't get out because they were like no we want you for this role yeah and then but here's the thing like this is where we as fans need to really put our foot down it's bad i don't i i think collectively speaking the Twitter verse or whatever we're going to say, wrestling fans thinks that Monday night raw is subpar to bad most bad. of the time. So bad. then we just need to stop talking about it. Now there's a subset that's always going to love it, right? Ray Mysterio is my best friend. I love him. He's the greatest. I got all of his masks. Cool. You can watch all the WWE you want, but like it's not worth Listen, our time. I, I don't want to sound rude and I hope I don't turn away fans here. Right. But if you're able to go, to the wrestling event now and sit there and be like, I'm so happy Rey Mysterio's coming out right now. I think you are a surface level thinker who doesn't fucking contemplate anything other than what's right in front of your face because there's nothing. They're not telling any fucking stories. They're not giving me any reason to care about the conflict. We saw fucking drip drip versus goddamn Damian Priest again. They even had to reference like, remember we fought before and let's do it again. they have everybody in the fucking world and they just don't do anything ever different and it's the most basic shit i've ever seen it's really mind-boggling and the only way they're staying relevant in the news cycle is things they're doing outside of their tv show well and i think they also and and that they pay for fucking espn coverage and shit which by the way espn i got enough to fucking say about them right now but hey fuck it yeah oh have you been following the college football news tom Oh yeah! Well, oh yeah. my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah I like it. Good. Mm. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Fine. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with WWE, the only relevant news they're making is, oh my god, did you hear on the uh, earnings call that Vince McMahon said that AEW is not competition? Or hey, we fired Braun Strowman. Or we fired he Bray said, Wyatt. He said AEW is not competition the way WCW was, and then somebody put out the meme that was like, yeah, but AEW is just recreating WCW, and they showed like all the pictures of the old WCW people. <laughs> there was like, it was like Bischoff, Henry, Bischoff, <laughs> fucking like yeah. every fucking buddy. It was Jericho. It was fucking Moving yeah. Dude. Fucking everybody, everybody. It was like twenty people on this thing. Yeah, like, I well, just. I mean, I mean, that's yeah and also i don't know if you saw uh, someone <laughs> uh someone uh caught uh, an nxt show and they're watching the match and then mm. they turn behind them and some producers watching AEW, which you should of right because you should know when they go on a break then you, you go say we don't watch the competition do, but you absolutely watch the you competition. should every and that's, business does yeah everybody does um but that's what i'm saying wwe's only interesting points are things that aren't on their show there's nothing interesting since Roman Reigns has turned heel and made Jay Uso join his family since since that I quit match where Jimmy came in and he's like, all right, he quits, or you know, Jay quits, you know, all that stuff. Since that moment, it has been on a decline. 
collectively, all of it has been on a decline since then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final tweet table at Devil Vamp says, Fat Jericho and Fat Juice, laugh my ass off. Hashtag tweet the table. And yeah, you kind of alluded to that earlier. Gosh, dang. Again, uh. again, what I'll say in their defense is that if you wrote this down on a piece of paper and I say, hey, the five labors of Jericho, the third one, we're going to bring back an old rival, Juventud Guerrero, and they're going to wrestle. You would be like, that's cool. All right. Like in a video game, if this video game characters and we're writing this out, you know, making it happen in the video game, everyone's going to be like, okay, I'm into this. But in practice, again, I just, Jericho, take a vacation. Get on that cruise by yourself, man. Like, take a cruise on the treadmill. All right. Um, (laughs) Well, it's his face to me. I know he looks bloated, but he's 50 years old, right? right. Eventually, just put on a, a, a inner circle shirt or a Judas or a Fozzie shirt, something like that, and wrestle yeah. in that. That's fine. Sting can give you tips. Yeah, Sting can give you all the tips you need for wrestling in a t-shirt. But his face just looks so weathered and depressed and exhausted. Yeah, yeah, it's. <sighs> it looks like the twelve-step program for Theo recovering alcoholics. Now? What did Theo used to call Stephanie Mays? Old leather with implants. Yeah, <laughs> that's what his face like looks old like. Old leather, right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks bad. All right, so let's sum up the wrestling world before we get into this fun interview. I, I actually this this will be easy. We save this the best for last. Um, this, unless you've got any finals on on thoughts. Oh, they also let go of Ric Flair, but I mean, does that mean something? Well. Are we going to get a horseman it, uh, reunion in eight? So I didn't mention it because I didn't know when we talked about the Ric Flair news, but did you catch uh tall bastard elite guy? What's his name? Gallows? Yeah. Doc Gallows was wearing a Ric Flair robe to mm-hmm. just troll people to say like, yeah, he's coming here. I thought uh, that was fine. Somebody pointed out Charlotte was wearing a Rolex on Raw. I don't know if you caught that. She was wearing no. a Rolex. Uh-huh. <laughs> that oh, might have been God. a subtle little. You know, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think he goes to AEW, but I don't think it's going to be a I'm here every week. I no, think it's yeah. going to be just like how Nick well, Gage came in for a week. There. He's going to make a spot, right? Like his, or his son-in-law is there, right? You know yeah. what I mean? So right. Andrade, yeah. for anybody not in the in the mm-hmm. where. Um, they are married now, right? Or are they just engaged? I think it, I think he just engaged. No, so yeah. at any rate. Um, all right. Fun times. We're going to get into this interview. We'll play that out. Oh, when the interview's so much done, you know, we'll we'll see you next week after that. We had a blast for this. Everybody in the chat, join us. Check us out SpanishAnnounceTable.net. But these guys coming up, the Dynamic Wrestling Federation. If you're in the Kansas City area or you're anywhere near, you're going to have to check out this event coming up on September 25th. All Out War, the Camelot Ballroom in Overland Park. Eight-man tournament to crown. Woo! Their first ever champ. Oh, man. And some of the names announced already are super fun, especially for some of us local folks who've who've been here before in the old NWL days, the Metro Pro days, Central States days even. Well, and if you've uh, been paying attention to AEW Dark, you might uh, recognize some names from watching AEW Dark that's going to be in this tournament as well. So Mm -hmm. got some good names here. Uh, We're super excited about this. We we tried to do this a couple weeks ago. Uh, We were having some technical difficulties. Go figure shocker who would have guessed that on the spanish announce table we're having technical difficulties so we said hey listen man we don't want to keep putting you through this we will come to you we came down to their tattoo shop by the way also they have a tattoo shop how fucking cool is that they're so cool i've never done anything as cool in my life as having a tattoo shop right like i'm right there's nothing like i mean i'm I, i feel like i'm a cool guy and you'd say i'm a cool guy but like i haven't done something like on the like societal scale of cool Mm -hmm. as like open up a tattoo shop 
So these guys are super cool. They invited us in. They get, uh, you'll see their hospitality was off the charts. I, I feel ashamed that like I, I didn't even come with like a fourth of their hospitality. They're the most amazing dudes. Um, I'm excited for this interview to play it for everybody. You got any final words, Tom? Because uh, uh, we're going to no. I just I had a blast. This was a great time. Uh, we kind of spiral into just having wrestling fandom talk which was oh. you know always a, a highlight for me so and for uh, any non-long-term listeners and for the long-term listeners we do cinco preguntas with these folks where we ask every new guest the same five questions about pro wrestling like history and where they're at in their headspace with their pro wrestling fandom you're gonna love that so even if you're not like what do i care about a pro wrestling federation in kansas city if you're in philadelphia or whatever watch this interview for that because we get into some fun nostalgia stuff all kinds of fun stuff and um here we go yeah uh we're gonna get while this interview plays tom and i are gonna work on booking this frankie crozarian storyline so have fun watching this interview claws up oh tom this is fun we haven't done an on-site interview in years i mean coronavirus of course but yeah this feels good to actually see some people in person and not just you yeah this is great yeah yeah i can be abrasive uh gentlemen so like he he likes to see people other than me once in a while but we only let him out of the house once in a while we are from Kansas City. Our long-term listeners know that, and we love Kansas City, and we also love wrestling. So naturally, it would stand, we love Kansas City wrestling, right? And that had waned off over the decades. And then it kind of came back, and it waned off again. But I'm telling you, Tom, much like the MJF coin from last week. To the moon! So we're back up to the moon with a brand new pro wrestling federation starting, the Dynamic Wrestling Federation. And they're starting up in September on the 25th, the Camelot Ballroom in Overland Park, with an eight-man tournament to crown their first ever champion and some of the names already announced and and from what we hear what's coming down the pike is going to be amazing and we're just here to talk to the owners ceos we have trinity and we have logan logan, logan diamond mm-hmm. correct right see there i'm a professional is. there it is i'm a professional tom we took notes uh and we're just here to talk about the pro wrestling thing they also own classic tattoo here in overland park so they're entrepreneurs they know what they're doing and man i tell you what I, i'm excited to be here and talk to you guys thanks for coming on the show Thank you, man. We appreciate you guys coming out. This is going to be fun. So let's get started with this first one-night tournament. It's an eight-man tournament. It's called All Out War. So I'm going to be going to this show. What can I expect from this first show from DWF? I'll let you take this one. Go for it. Expect your money's worth. Mm. Expect to to love wrestling again, man. Expect to be a little kid watching, you know, Saturday night's main event. You know what I mean? And just emotionally involved in the storylines. Things make sense. Things are... We've got a lot of cool surprises coming up, and it's yeah. it's going to be it's going to be something really cool. It's a, we're we're doing an all ages family friendly show. Um, we're going to get the kids involved again. I want the same kids that are coming from Monday Night Raw to come out to our show and then just beg their parents to come back because they're so invested in the characters and the storylines. We're not reinventing the wheel here, man. This is uh, this is Force Awakens for Star Wars nerds. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's basically what we're going after. Like, oh, yeah. Now we just want the kids in. You know, old guys like us that grew up loving a certain style of wrestling. We want you know us and you know them to bring able to bring their family and have their kids fall in love because then you know i was lucky enough when my daughter got into wrestling about you know nine years old and it was a special thing between me and my daughter you know what i mean we'd always watch raw you know we watch smackdown yep. we'd go to raw you know uh raw live smackdown we went to wrestlemania 33 when it was in dallas yep. we went to the royal rumble when it was in uh philly when uh oscar won uh, we went to the first uh, Money in the Bank Women's in St. Louis when it was here. So, I mean, we have a lot of amazing memories as me and my daughter. That was our thing. And we yeah. want to build that in Kansas City for other families who might not be able to afford 
Raw every ticket mm-hmm. and or, you know, the WrestleMania price. But this is something where you can, you're up close, you're personal, you get to see the action, you get, you get to smack your favorite wrestler's hand mm-hmm. and have a blast doing it. So what then, you're sitting here, we're in the middle of a, of a global pandemic and there's no wrestling. What makes you think like, I can bring wrestling back. Like, what, what, how does, walk us through how does that decision, was it a light bulb moment or have you been like sitting on this for years or? Well, this is something, me and Trinity have been having this dream for about five years. Now. Oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, we just, we just never knew how to do it. And luckily through when the NWL was, uh, was running, um, my tattoo shop that I had at a different time was a sponsor. Oh, yeah. And uh, Trinity uh, was able to win uh, front row tickets for a year from an up-down tournament that they had. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were at some of those. Yeah. 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 Actually, you guys you guys were actually announcing the tournament. That yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, I do remember that now, yes. Yeah. Right. By yeah. the way, WWF No Mercy, Nintendo 64, Kansas City champion, seven tournaments. Is this guy right here. Oh, wow. when, the, when the tournament ended, I, I won the last tournament. So yep. He's, he's won it seven times. <laughs> he's, yeah. un, he's, un, he's undefeatable. He's, you know, he's... Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's the undertaker of the... He's the Andre the Giant of the N64. I've been defeated before. I got my foes, but I, I ended up with the... I, I ended up taking the last tournament we yeah, had. So, that's yeah. cool. Those uh, were fun events. They were a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, so luckily through, you know, that, you know, uh, wrestlers started getting tattooed at my studio. And especially, we're going to give a shout out to, to Strider right now, Michael, Michael Strider. Strider. Yeah. He's been the Obi-Wan for us. Love you, buddy. Thank you for all the hard work you've been doing. But, uh, this couldn't be possible this, without yeah him. without Strider man we would have been we would have never known how to do yeah, this yeah. so we are, we are fans you know yes I mean? oh of course and so he was getting tattooed one day and we were just kind of you know like how, how does it work what's the inner workings I mean I mean he's here for an all day session and we'll talk wrestling nine hours mm-hmm. you know what I mean right and so he's like you know it's really not that hard to do a show so. I was like, well, hey, man, you know, if you're free one night, let's all get together, go have a beer, and let's talk. And by the end of the message, or by the end of the meeting, I was like, we can do we can this. We can do this, right? Yeah, okay. I, was like, I was like, all right, man. I was like, you know, this is not within, with, without reach. We can, we can make this happen. Right. Yeah. And so then, you know, I mean, like I said, he, he, he's the captain. He steered us in the right way. He, he knew the talent. He, I mean, he has hooked us up. Tremendously, yep. uh, and thank you to everybody else. Uh, Joe McDonald, who oh, has yeah, uh, been doing, uh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Joe McDonald, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's been yeah. he's been doing our website yeah, and all, all of our, our graphics, all our promos, yeah. graphics, and, all promos and Joe, man, thank you so much. Thank Anybody you. needs internet stuff and like yeah. website, talk to Joe. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He's awesome. Dart, big shout out to Dart for yep. creating our logo. Thank you, my yep. man. Uh, an artist that works here at the okay. studio. Yep. So yeah, Michael Strider. Uh, well, actually, we've had both Joe McDonald yeah. and Michael Strider on the show. Michael Strider was our first guest, so I can only assume he was there getting a Spanish announce table tattoo at the time. So, you don't have to confirm <laughs> yeah, that. Confirm I understand there's you know legal yeah, right, legalities yeah. and stuff, but I'm sure. just gonna we're just gonna you know, take that. You just have to look at his arm. Maybe Thanks, it's all Mike. hidden in there yeah, somewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Right. It, well, it was covering up a name that maybe he didn't want to have. You know what I mean? Let's not, let's not get into that. Exactly. Um, so with, with DWF, you, as we mentioned, this is a first show where it's going to be a one-night tournament. Mm-hmm. A champion will be crowned. So after this first show, is there a plan to do every other month? Every yes. month? What's every the other month. Every other month. Uh, we've actually got our year up until basically all out war, our first event, is going to be our WrestleMania next year. Nice. And that's September. So we have our year planned out. Yep. So I mean, we already have our, our second and third show mostly booked already, and uh, and it's going to be at the Camelot Ballroom. We're going to we've worked they've worked out a great deal with us. We want consistency. Mm-hmm. Plus, I will say for you know 
for adults, there is there is food to be bought. There's there's concessions. You want a few beers? Have some beers. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're we're not trying to take the you know the right. the stiffness you know into right. wrestling. It's not Disney wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, yeah, we yeah. still want people right. having beer, you know, and, and you know having a great time. But we just take out the yeah. vulgarity and the and the violence that a lot of wrestling promotions seem to thrive on. That we're just we're not wanting to do. Sure. Right. So right. yeah, we have our year planned out. So yeah. so what is it like then working with talent to to do that? Say, hey, I've got this new show. It's going to be a tournament to name the champ. Like, do you have to convince people, or are they eager? Strider did all or? that, man. Oh, we wow. didn't have okay. to do it. Nice. I mean, within like four days after we decided our date and we found our place, dude, he was like booked, 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 right. booked. I Not mean, for, like for the second and third show, like we reached out to some to some some people that yeah. were scouting on our own. I don't want to say anything yet, but yeah. uh, we've got people, some talent from other are, other, yeah. other yeah. regions yeah. coming right. around. Um, but people are super receptive. They're super cool. They're super yep. uh, mellow and chill and very humble nice. uh, for the most part. I like. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I love yeah. hearing about this. It's, so then what, I mean, we kind of mentioned it. You, you say you're not reinventing the wheel. You're going back to, you know, some other things. But, like, can we expand on that a little bit? Like, what what is maybe missing now that we see? I, I think I, how Tom and I know how we would answer this. Yeah. What's on the indie yeah. scene now that maybe turns old school wrestling fans off that you hope to bring? It's the stories, man. It's, it's you know, it's, it's those great, you know. You know, Romeo and Juliet stories, those, you know, the gladiator stories, you know, the, the yeah. mythology of wrestling, you know what I mean? The kayfabe, we want to bring kayfabe back, you know what I mean? It's, nowadays it's like, I was, you know, me and Trinity were talking about this, we don't want somebody who just wants to get into wrestling to be the next, you know, movie star. Right. Be a wrestler, right. we want you to have a gimmick, we want you to live that gimmick, you know what I mean? You know, the Iron Sheik is the Iron Sheik. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Macho Man was always Macho Man. That's yeah. true. And that's cool that, you know, other, if, you know, you want to be a movie star, great. Move to Hollywood, man. We want wrestlers. Yeah. We want people that, you know, growing up, you love, like, man, you know, you connect with them. You, you, you want to see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what wrestling has been killing the last few years. Any amazing talent that the fans are connecting with, they do something different with, or they, they run them away, or they fire them, or, you know, it's like, listen yeah. to your fans, man. Yeah. When do you, you know, when you're when, the, when certain wrestlers are getting pops and just, you know, and then and you do nothing with them. You know what I mean? We want to have, you know, just not one-on-one matches where we want to have where you you want to come back to our next show because you want to know what's going to happen for the next the next part of the story. I like right. that. Big fan. Mm-hmm. So describe to, to us the creative process. And you talked about how Strider's already kind of working with the talent. But uh, is this just writing on a piece of paper? Okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Or like, yeah. yeah well, Describe your creative process for in order to describe that. I'd have to go back about five years. Okay. Um, Nintendo 64, No Mercy. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of video game nerds. And then, by the way, I think that's the best wrestling game ever. Oh, best wrestling game ever. It just sucks that it erases out of nowhere. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we've all had that nightmare. Yeah. By the way, I do have the three hundred dollar fixed copy that you could send them. Oh, nice. and they would send it back. Anyways, wow. Um, so. We would play wrestling, and when we worked at the tattoo studio, and it'd be slow. And after a while, we'd start creating the old guys, you know, and doing that. And then all of a sudden, we started creating our own wrestlers. And then we started literally just making our own wrestling world. We came up with the Dynamic Wrestling Federation. We're like, let's make up five or six guys, tag team stuff like that, and write their backstories as original characters. And we started from there, and we've literally created our own wrestling world from just playing video games. Like we went nuts on it, dude. We brought like a twelve hundred dollar belt, like what he did. (laughs) Got twelve hundred dollars for our wrestling thing. We recruited more guys, and it just ended up evolving. We still do that to this day. We we get together once a month, and I mean, we have. I mean, we continue our stories from the last time we played. We continue that. You know what I mean? And we we have logs of you know all of our champions, like who beat who, how long, how fast, what finisher. You know what I mean? Like. We, yeah. we love the stuff. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of pro wrestling, though, is it, it it's 
it's a story come to life, right? Yes. That you're not getting elsewhere. Exactly. Right? Well, and the thing is, there's no one else that I've watched WWE, AWE, or uh, AEW, or you know, even the Indies. I mean, that's good for whatever they're doing. It's mm-hmm. just not what I want. You know right. what I mean? You'll have one snippet of, man, I really like what they're doing with this guy. But then they either, you know, put him in a different direction or they just switch up the story or, yeah. you know what I mean? So the, consistency is the word we're looking for to where, you know what I mean? Like, you're 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 going to know that if we start a storyline, it might be a year before that storyline comes to a halt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're going to make it worth your while to want to watch it. Right, and I think that's the big boys in the, in this field might I'd say like they they discuss the term episodic, but they seem to have lost mm-hmm. that episodicness. If that's yep. a word, I'm going to yeah. crown that a word. Right. Um, <laughs> you know where it's it's week over week, yep. can't miss because it's not going to be the same thing. There's going to yep. be a storyline advancement, so I'm I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. So describe a little bit of what you think your signature. Obviously, we haven't done the first show. Yeah, and like you said, listen to the fans, kind of uh, have some stories thought out, but then obviously adapt for whatever Absolutely. you hear from the fans. But Definitely. as far as like a a signature of what you think going into this promotion will be is it going to be focused more tag team wrestling you know you had back in the day oh. tna was the mm-hmm. x division right. do you have a vision of maybe like what our signature is going to be no we want to have a nice like I, tag team wrestling is mine yeah. i love tag team wrestling our second episode will have have some tag team. teams gotcha well um, our, our first one's going to be an eight-man tournament and then we're all going to also going to have a women's match to usher in our, our women's mm-hmm. roster yeah. right yep. and then after that we're going to focus on tag teams we're going to bring it we're going to start bringing in all the elements yeah. you know just yeah. slowly but we got oh, to yeah. start, start yeah. Yeah. of course and yeah. you know and that's the thing too we also you know you know want people to know that women's wrestling is important to us too you know right. what i mean mm-hmm. we Absolutely. want the girls that come with their moms and dads yes. to say hey i can do this too yeah. you know what so i mean it doesn't have to be just the boys club you know right. what i mean right it can be where a little girl's like man i i got to see this local wrestler and she you know she gave me a high five and i want to be a wrestler when i grow up mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah well, and I know we've already got, you know, some names announced, so you may have to clue me in if I've forgotten somebody. I know we had Gil Rogers mm-hmm. was out oh, there. Gil, yep. um, uh, Moonshine Mantel yep. right, is one of us oh, yeah. I'm excited for. Well, tell us, because again, yeah. I, I don't want to maybe make announcements that haven't been made. So sure. who's who's a part of it hey, so, so far that we know? Gil, we got Moonshine. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a uh, the Roscoe Leach from the oh, manager. Yep, Roscoe. Roscoe. Managers. Um, we're, we're still we're waiting. waiting. We, we put our application in several <laughs> years ago. <laughs> To join the Leech Talent Agency, and he keeps saying he's going to call oh. Roscoe. We're waiting. We 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 put forth a, a great you know percentage for you. We're hoping to hear back yep. with the counter offer at the very online. least. You got to send him a VHS tape. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. Um, we'll get there's there. an indie guy, uh, Daniel McCabe, which I'm oh, not yeah. familiar with, but um, have been watching or wasn't familiar with until I started watching his his uh, his his, his very matches on YouTube. Right? Very, tactical. very technical. Reminds me of an old school Bret Hart. Yeah. So, okay. You yeah. know, like him. Um, Miranda Gordy. Miranda Gordy. Yeah, Miranda Gordy's gonna take on Marty Bell. Yeah. Oh, that should be good. Oh, Marty Bell, yeah, and, and yeah, Miranda Gordy, Gordy. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> and Miranda Gordy is Bam Bam Gordy's, yeah, daughter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. wow, so that's, that's, yeah. that's a yeah. fun one. So I yeah. think that's pretty much the only ones that are. I feel like we're forgetting yeah. one. No, yeah. I think those are the only yeah. ones that are announced. Oh, Planke, right oh, Planke, yes, absolutely, the, the connoisseur, the finest, uh, most sophisticated wrestler you'll find in the absolutely. area for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're excited about that one, man. I'm, I'm getting excited. Again, great character. Yeah, good. And I will say, people need to you know check out our. Our Facebook page every week because we're dropping new vignettes. Yep. But just know, let the promos, people know. Promos. Promo, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a big, big surprise coming for Kansas City. We're going to have a Hall of Famer that's going to be in Kansas City doing a meet and greet. So once. Uh, 
Hey. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Let, I mean, we're talking. We're talking <laughs> about a good name that everybody knows, and I'm yeah. one of my childhood favorites, so I can't oh. wait to meet him. Okay. But uh, once uh, once I'm able to to drop his name in his promo, just know Kansas City, something big is coming for you. I'm excited uh, to see what that is. Um, well, let's just get right into because we're talking about the old school wrestling. Yeah. Let's get some more into what you guys like. So let's do Cinco Perguntas. Let's do it. Yeah. So okay. we ask every guest that we've had on, every time they're first on, we ask the same set of five questions. Oh, so okay. we get kind of a okay. Now, most of these are softballs, so you're not going to think of anything. Okay. So uh, the first one is, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? And you both can answer. Okay. Are we doing tag? Or are we just doing it? Whatever comes to mind. You can name yeah. three, four. Nobody so we don't, we don't have like rigid rules. Okay. We're not going to say you can only name one. So let me, just say, let me just say, whenever I'm asked questions about wrestling, I answer them as eight-year-old me yes. okay. watching wrestling. Okay, yes. go ahead, man. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go with you know the legend, the man Hogan. Oh yeah. Uh, Ten years old, uh, loved wrestling. My mom took me to wrestling for my first time, mm-hmm. and I got to meet Hogan. Yeah. Uh, when I was ten, he's and, what got me into wrestling. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Hogan's will always be. He's. Without Hogan, there would be no wrestling. Of course, yeah. So Hogan, yeah, not the way it is today. Yeah, for sure. Hogan will always be my number one. Then I'm gonna have to say Rowdy Piper. Yeah, God, just, good choice. Did, I, you know, as much as I like good guys, I love a good heel. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's one of the best. Oh yeah. Um, ooh, uh, Macho Man, mm-hmm. Jake the Snake. Yeah. Um, man, fifth one's gonna be hard. Fifth one. Is it five questions or five wrestlers? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was five wrestlers. <laughs> it's five questions. Oh, okay. five questions. I mean, okay. you can name five. Yeah, people have answered. Okay. People yeah. have answered. And then I have to say, I'm just, yeah. but I mean, I'm saying for me, because tag yeah. team wrestling is what I like the oh, most. Yeah. Demolition, man. Yeah. Give me Demolition. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Demolition. Yeah, I was a big Demolition mark when I was oh, yeah. a kid, too. All right, so who's your favorite wrestler of all time, Mr. Eight Year Old? So I realize, <laughs> I realize <laughs> that this is not Ultimate Warrior. Mm. When I was a kid, man, I was a, I was a Hulk Hogan fan. And then Warrior came on the scene, and I was the same thing. I was a Demolition fan, and uh, uh, Road Warriors, uh, Legion of Doom came on the scene, yep. and then I became Legion of Doom fans. Yeah. When I was a kid, man, I didn't real, I didn't, I didn't care about. Oh well, of matches. course, I right. Just, I love the intensity, and he's yeah. throwing dudes up in the air, and yep. it was awesome. Look, it's not to discount how over he got. You know, saying all of his flaws and whatever yeah. he did wrong or whatever, well, not. But like, I mean, he was a superstar. Yeah. yeah. Well, and but that's the thing that you know. I think pro wrestling fans need to realize is like you can have whatever backstage, whatever his real right. name is, right? Yep, right? That's one person. But then yeah. Ultimate Warrior yeah. was a bigger than life character. Yeah, right. His matches were, you know, yeah. uh, five yeah. minutes. James was an asshole. Yeah. yeah. The Ultimate Warrior <laughs> was a <laughs> great right, right. right. So that's one thing is when you can say, you know, Hulk Hogan is your favorite all yeah. the time. Then you go, well, how about him? It's no, 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 That's like, that's, that's Terry, Terry, right? Yeah. Terry's right. doing exactly. this. Yeah. I love when Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's ripping his shirt yeah. off and the hulking out and the, yeah. you know, the, the coming back. And, that's and the thing, Ultimate you know? Warrior was pure intensity. How yeah. could you hate that as a kid? Yeah. Like, he's, you know? I mean, I loved it too. He's busting in the ring, blowing the shit out of people, yeah. shaking them ropes. I mean, you got Every time that music hit, I was up oh, off yeah. the couch. Boom, yeah. yeah. I mean, up off the couch. And that's that's what we're coming at is like the kayfabe part of it, where it's like, you know, and unfortunately, you know, with. You know, internet and you know Twitter and everything. Right. You're never going to be able to hide everything. Yeah. But here's the thing: come to our show and just want to have a good time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. You know, don't worry about you know their personal lives. We're not get invested in the story and the characters. You well, know yeah, what I mean? and, and and going back to that kayfabe idea is the like. You can, what we call on the show, pro wrestling hate someone, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. if a heel walks out, you could say, Bo, I yeah, hope you right. lose. I hope, you yep. know, someone pantses you. Yep. You know, all of the stuff. <laughs> but then, like, 
when that guy goes to his car after yeah. the show, you're like leaving him alone. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, yeah. he's walking right. to his car. Yeah. I'm walking to my I car. I don't remember you know? the he was a manager for NWL and me and when we would go, we'd always sit next to each other. We ripped this guy every time he came out. So bad. Just uh, where Jovi. Yeah. Where he, <laughs> yeah he was just, awesome. He, when he'd see us he at shows, awesome. he didn't even come near us. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, because he was just a swarmy character. And we yeah. weren't throwing stuff of at course him. Of right, right. like, You we suck. Were, you know yeah. what I mean? We would not let up on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just, we, I mean, his haircut, his clothes, his <laughs> glasses, we just, we ripped him. And like, finally, I think one time he was just like, come on, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, but well, that's the fun part of wrestling. Yeah. And, and I remember from the NWL days too, with uh, where things just come out organically, like Dak Draper wearing white trunks, and that turns into yep, you know, tidy whities and people yeah. bringing underwear to the crowd. <laughs> yeah, somebody brought oh, the yeah. biggest pair of underwear I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yes, yeah, I remember that. It looked like a sale, right? Yeah. You know, I don't think you get that in those larger <laughs> exactly where you're where you don't have a tie. This is this to is what's going on. You're gonna have a personal connection with Kansas City. You know, uh, citizens, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. all right, so let's get back into the mm. Seiko Pergunta. Second right. question, and again, you can freestyle this however you want. Your favorite match of all time? Well, I'll let you do that one first. Go ahead. Again, uh, little kid me, Warrior versus Hogan. Yeah. There was, oh. nothing, there was nothing bigger, there was nothing uh. better. That was the first time. Okay, hold on. So, so, we're all of the similar age. So, you are a Team Warrior or Team Hogan? Warrior. Oh, yeah. I was Hogan yeah. going to the match. Well, okay, so let me tell you this. <laughs> we're out of here. Yeah, Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> let me rephrase. I didn't want either one of them to lose. Right. When I was a yeah. kid, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, yeah. but it's going to be. We thought the I, world I might explode. Yep. Yes, you really exactly. were like, what's going to happen? Exactly. Yeah, it was so weird. I remember I didn't see it because it was pay per view and my parents didn't get it or whatever. I think it was sixth grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember going into school next day looking for, like, where's those rich kids at who bought the damn right. pay per view? I got to find out what happened. And they told yeah. me Warrior, and I was like, Fuck Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It you was know, bi- yeah. it was bittersweet. No yeah. matter if, if it would have been reversed in time, if if, if Hogan would have won, it would have been the same thing. Oh, you know, I would have been still been a Hogan a fan after that. But at yeah. the same time, yeah. it, it just you know it was like man, he lost though. You know the, right. the hero lost. Yeah. Yeah. I felt yeah, my heart hurt. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was hard. Me, uh, SummerSlam '89, Demolition mm. versus Heart Foundation. Oh uh, yeah, that was a great feud as That's well. A great was, feud uh, and a great match because you had two good styles. You had intensity and just brutness, but you had Brett who could wrestle. Mm-hmm. You had you know Nightheart who was just power. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know. I mean, well, he gave that credibility to where like if they're gonna run through us, well at least they're gonna have to run through a little bit harder because Nightheart's not gonna just lay yeah, exactly. Not to say Bret Hart would. Yeah, totally. But, like Nightheart would be the muscle that can yeah. go up against someone. As a side exactly. story, Nightheart was one that I think. As a kid, I never noticed it, but looking back, I was a big Nightheart Mark. I would do the fake laugh, <laughs> yeah. The thing, yeah. and I would do yeah. his poses yeah. and stuff without yep. ever even like thinking about like Nightheart's one of my favorites. Right. Yeah. I just remember the first time seeing him going, "How's the guy from ZZ Top a wrestler?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Well, then I was like, "Well, wait a minute, is he related? Because his name's Nightheart." And yeah. I was like, "There's the hearts, or the yeah." You're really trying uh, to walk it through. Yeah. All right, yeah, okay. So. so this one here, the third one, and you may have already answered this since you, since we discussed earlier, kind of how you were breaking into this. But we normally ask, who's your biggest influence in this business? Ooh, influence as far as what? Well, you know, we get double. We get that answered two ways. We we never clarified it, and some people will say who personally impacted them and helped them, and then some people will say like what style. And so we've just started leaving it up to however you want okay. to answer. Okay. Yeah. For me, I'm going to say just all around wrestling. Dusty Rhodes, man, Ooh, nice. Dusty yeah. Rhodes. His, his to me today, nobody will ever beat his hard times promo. Yeah, nobody. Oh, yeah. It's so good. You know what I mean? Not yeah. only that, I mean he could take anything and make it spin into gold. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think I watched that promo th- like 
probably 10 times on repeat well, it, after he died. It's something you like, know? you know, in my personal life where, like, things are getting rough, you know what I mean? You don't turn that on. I'm like, dude, I get, you know, working class, you know, we got to work yeah. for what you have for a living, you know what I mean? We all, you know, we don't come from money, yeah. you know what I mean? Then we're putting our money into this to make our dreams happen, you know, which that's a good lesson for anybody. Work hard, save up, go for it, you know what yeah. I mean? You live once. If you lose, you lose, but at least you tried, right. you know what I mean? No, so, I think Dusty Rhodes, yeah. man. Dusty Rhodes yeah. is classic. I mean, 50 years of wrestling, man. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But so influential, even, like, behind the scenes. Yeah. Everybody is, yeah. is so Writer, producer, yeah. territory owner, wrestler, you know, yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's Good. Right. Um, so. I feel like a journalist now. Yeah. When, I was a, when I was a kid, I used to love WWF. That was mm-hmm. my thing. But there was one element that drew me back to WCW every single time and I couldn't stink. Oh, yeah. Stink. And then you got the Attitude Aaron and you did the whole crow stick. Yeah. Man, that was so good. He had a mystique that I think yeah. was ahead of its time yes. for that. And then just even before that, before the crow thing, the his the charisma. Sting. Yeah, the surfer thing was amazing. Yeah, his See, charisma I'm, I'm a surfer sting fan. Me and him talk about that. Yeah. Like, I love surfer sting, too. Once he went to crow, I couldn't be a part of him. I still liked it. You I know what I quietly liked, too, was when he did an Impact Wrestling when he did Joker Sting. I love that. I wish they would have oh, done it. I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. What I like about sting right now, and this is maybe breaking kayfabe mm. for a second, but uh, if you watched AEW last week or maybe the week before, but where he is Sting, right? Yeah. We all yeah. know Sting. You can tell your parents yep. about Sting. They might think it's a musician, but then you tell them about <laughs> right. you know, the yeah. guy with the face paint. They're going to know about that. And so that statue of a person who's going to say, hey, Orange Cassidy, you do the slow Love kick it. stuff. Love I'm it. going to come to you and do like your thing because I want to show that like I can evolve with the times. Mm-hmm. I'm not just stuck saying, yeah. you know what I do? I do, you know. Three kicks and a body yeah. slam, and I'm out of yeah. here. Yeah. Like big boot and a leg drop, brother, right here. <laughs> exactly. but like I like that he has the humility to go to TNA and say, yep. like, you know what, I'm gonna do main event mafia, like Sting, Surfer Sting. If you go back to '89, right mm-hmm. or '90, yep. and you say like this guy's gonna be in a gang, you're like, what? And yeah. it's like, well, no, because as time progresses, he's going to attempt to try to stay with it. So yeah. I like that part about him too. I there's agree one, with that. There's one, yeah. there's one overall reason why I pick Sting too. Um, I'm the type of person that I get really set in my ways and I'm, and I'm, um, I'm, Simon's even said before, like I'm the most stubborn dude he's ever met. You know what I mean? Like, I will walk through hell for my <laughs> convictions. Yeah. Sting with that entire time. Yeah. And didn't come over to the, to the big leagues. Yeah. You know, he, he stuck to it his definitely did. stubborn and I, I respect the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely had a principle that he wanted to stick to and he stuck with it. So mm-hmm. that is. Well, he had the principle of who he was, yeah. right? Like he understood, oh, okay, well, I'm seeing this talent and that talent. And all of a sudden now they're fighting a WrestleMania match over a hair, you know, shampoo commercial yeah, or whatever exactly, it is. Yeah. Remember Edge and Booker T? Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, he stood to what his character was and what he thought of himself right. as far as like, you're yeah. not going to devalue what Well, I, I still think it was a shame that at that WrestleMania, him versus Triple H, Sting should have won. They yeah. should have given that win to Sting. I agree with that, too. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like we fell into this alternate reality to where, like, the wrestling timeline went off the rails and, like, we didn't get the right. This should have been Sting and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. It should have been, you yeah. know, all these little things. Just oh, like, yeah. 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 All of the what ifs. Yep. Maybe Absolutely. that could be a, a future Sink Over Goons is what's your biggest what if? Yeah, yeah. Biggest what if. Yeah. But I like that one. we'll get back into the questions here. So, right. we're all wrestling fans here, so we probably don't know all the wrestling terms, but babyface, uh, yep. heel, all of that. What is your favorite pro wrestling term? Oh, mm. good. Mm. 
Yeah, that one throws some people. We've, had, we've heard of all. Yeah, we've heard people say rat, you know, gimmick. Skin, you know, the, skin cat. the cat. Biggie, right? we interviewed Biggie mm-hmm. and his favorite pro wrestling Schnabitz service. was one yeah, was throwing yeah, at us. Yeah. Cat, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to have to say finisher, man, because oh, that, yeah. that wraps it oh, up. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Nice. When you yeah. hit your finisher, like, not only is the pop going to happen, but, like, you know, if they kick out of it, do you have, then you have another opportunity to That's do nice. it. You know yeah. what I mean? So that is, is my favorite. That is unique, and I don't think we've heard that. And it's it's interesting because it is such a, a common word used mm-hmm. in pro wrestling. Like, people say that. What's the finisher of this guy? Like, oh, he hit his finisher. Like, yeah, four finishers, right? Yeah. And, right. and well, that's and it's something like so that. specific to where we obviously know what that means when you say it. Mm-hmm. And it's something you can describe to a casual fan or just someone who they doesn't also know pro get wrestling. It. But yeah. they'll get yeah. it, but they don't know that first off. Right? Exactly. Like, oh, man, the AA, that's his finisher. Like, yeah. What? Like, Okay, so this is what it's an easy term to grasp yeah. Yeah, for the outsider, yeah, yeah, too. For That's sure. a good one. All right. I like heat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like, I like yeah. heat. Heat's a good one. And it's one I use in in regular life. If I say anybody got booed or anybody caught, you know, flack for it or whatever they say, I, I throw in, I'm like, man, they were getting so much heat for that. Yeah. Right. And yep. I, I, you can start to pick out, like, who's the wrestling fan yep. when you throw that one. Oh, out yeah. Like oh, that. yeah. In, like, emails. And if you mm-hmm. sit next to before COVID, uh, when, we, you know, we were all in the office, uh, you know, working yeah. the, uh, the, the nine to five jobs, and some email came out and it was like, per my last email yeah. I'm like oh man you got some heat That's on that one. Yeah, like, right. they wouldn't know what that meant but then I explained like yeah I did but it's also I think it's one where it, it has an intuitive you know meaning enough that people can get it if you're using it in in conversation yeah. right, that aren't maybe wrestling fans but yeah I love heat yeah. a lot yeah, heat's a good one that's, that's a fun is. word yeah. right. <laughs> so this one is the fifth question is not even a question so we're lying a little ah, bit but it's a, it's, this okay. is the curveball it's a bit of a hypothetical situation and uh, feel free to take a little time if you need but this one's like uh, we're going to pretend that we're sitting here in the booking meeting right? Okay. and this is fun because you guys actually are owning a pro wrestling <laughs> right, federation yes. so good, kids. but we're booking yeah. you two to the top okay. right whatever your top is right whether it's mania whether it's DWF all out, right? You guys against Tom here. Give us the story. Now we can do this two ways. What? We can either do it. <laughs> so like we're actually wrestling you. Or well, we're so yeah, we can do whatever it be. We, we can do it a couple different ways. Okay. Again, freestyle, however you want. You can say it's you're a tag team and I'm a manager, or okay. you could say it's me and you, and then me and Or it's your wrestling cool. federation okay. and he's an asshole. Whatever right, yeah. whatever you're your the, creative mind takes. Yeah. Okay. Right. So there, there you go. Well, for me, I'm going to have to go with, if we're doing that, me and Trinity are going to be a tag team, and you're going to be our Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, brain? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. But you're you're well, Mr. Fuji. supposed to fight you, though. Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah, I could be the... Yeah, well, we can be, get oh. there. Sounds like he's going to get there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, some sort of just, you know, maybe like, you know, used to manage him and he screwed you over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, you you know, you're now our manager and we're coming out to, to you know, get revenge yeah, for you I'd on this scared. guy. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I like that. You know? All right. So then... All right, so then the big question comes: if if, if then if he's now managing you mm-hmm. and you're coming after me because he's screwed, you know he's coming to try to get after me. I like. That. And I'm going to do a one on two against you mm-hmm. guys, right? Who's going over here? We're going over. Ah, dude. <laughs> Only because really, I mean, here's the thing: I was a bouncer for years. Yeah, you know what I mean. I've seen real fights. You know. What oh I mean? yeah. Two on one ain't easy. You're not, <laughs> yeah. Unless you're like Bruce Lee, you yeah. know, or just some badass. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that shit's. Oh, I'm sorry. That stuff's for the movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, so. I love this because normally Tom gets the shit kicked out of him, oh. and I'm, I'm over here laughing. So this is good yeah, for him oh, to yeah, finally get also, over. Right Tom, now. you're being the weasel now. Right. You yeah, know what I exactly. mean? So therefore, you know, you're Bobby the Brain. You're, you're, you're stirring it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I'm taking the heat this time. Good. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a triple threat kind of. Not a triple threat, but uh, what's uh. 
handicap. 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 Thank you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, not most people are really gonna gonna get away with fighting two guys and win. Oh, of course you not. I mean? Especially me. So. Yeah. I'm gonna struggle with one. Him. I'm gonna struggle with one. I'm gonna struggle <laughs> so, with one. Yeah. So, so you know. we we give you the doomsday device, and then it's mm, over. Yeah. God, it's a great move. I like it. All right. So then, where? All right. Where can everybody find more about this DWF? You right. Like, the Facebook or is, page. yeah. Right now, uh, we we we're still lacking on content because it's still our first show's yeah, coming. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So uh, DWFWrestling.com. That's okay. your that's your base. You go there, and then you're going to get all our social media outlets. Yeah, yeah, like that. Perfect. We're most active on Facebook. Right yeah, now. right now yeah, we're, yeah. we're still working on our, our social, you know, with yeah. Instagram and more out TikToks. There. Oh, and all slow. That. That's a slow roll, man. We've yeah. been doing that oh, for years. Well, Instagram well, especially for old guys like us. Like yeah. I'm not computer savvy yeah, at all. Right. You know, they're like, "Oh, why don't you scan this and give me a PDF?" I'm like. I what? can fax it to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I'm not computer. You're like, listen, I'll call a courier and I'll get this <laughs> yeah. over to you later. <laughs> Toning pigeon. I'll write yeah. it out for Give you. Give me a pen. I yeah. just want to write things down. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, right. so, I mean, there's definitely, in, you know, by, um, you know, our, our second, you know, after our first show, we're going to have, you know, snippets of matches. Um, uh, my nephew does uh, amazing photography. He's coming out to do photos of the, oh, nice. of, of the wrestling and yep, all that yep. stuff. So, by, by the end of September, we'll have a lot more content. Yeah. So, right now, it's just... Pretty much the promos of people that are coming into the tournament. Oh, no, of course. And that's why we wanted to jump on this and, and get in early because, you know, we know there's a lot more exciting stuff to yeah. come out. So we're hoping to, you know, see more. Uh, I'm excited to go to that. Again, it's it's September 25th, Camelot Ballroom, Overland Park, Kansas. If you're in the Kansas City Metro or even anywhere nearby or yeah. if you're rich enough, take a flight. Get well, down there and, and see what's this thing. the to get the actual tickets. So if, if you mm. want to buy the tickets, mm-hmm. where are we going for that? Uh, 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 our Facebook page has has our link to our mm. website, gotcha. which you can um, just uh, just buy it. Go right there. DWFwrestling dot com. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, if you guys got any last words or not, then we might uh, we might end it here. But I'm excited to see this thing and. Um, I, I have a feeling Roscoe Leach is going to get involved somehow and just do something to <laughs> actually. Uh, Somebody this tournament up. Oh yeah. Um, if you wouldn't mind grabbing us a beer. Oh, let's do yeah. that. But but oh, that's right. When you go back there, uh-huh. there's a little folding curtain. Okay. Okay. Pull that back, uh-huh. and then there's going to be two boxes wrapped in gift wrap, and then bring those back bring out. Oh, if you would please. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> Gosh. I'm glad you did. So all right. So Kansas City Wrestling. I'm excited about kind of this resurgence, right? I mean, there's yeah. other promotions doing shows finally again. You guys are starting up. Um, it's been something that's been missing. Obviously, the pandemic. I mean, how how would you think? How did you guys personally like get through some of that? I mean, was it pulling up old network, watching old wrestling yeah. stuff? I oh mean, yeah. We, you guys went through a lot of live oh, shows. Oh yeah. When we were when we were locked, shut down for those two and a half three months almost, you know. My wife got annoyed. She's like, "Stop watching wrestling," you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it was just my kids were home. Yeah. So I mean, first because I got baby hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, I mean, me and my daughter, we just started watching. You know, we we tried to get through every WrestleMania. You know what I mean? I think we got through like seven or eight till finally it was just Thank one you, of those like, well. Where am I going? Again? Oh, so all the way back there to the left, there's going to be like a like a divider, like a accordion looking thing. Just move that, and then it'll be on the floor. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so I think we got through eight or nine of them before it just, you know, was like, all right, you know, yeah. maybe a couple Royal Rumbles and whatnot. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, uh, I love watching on the network. I like to actually watch in more of the historical stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The territories, the old wrestling. You know what I mean? You know what I like about the network a lot is some of those documentaries. If you go watch those like 24s oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and some of those old like kind of the untold, mm-hmm. some of those can get really. But yeah, the there still isn't, and this is kind of what you guys are getting into, there isn't that same feeling of like, I, I remember going to my first, you know, as we probably mentioned, Metro Pro show. Yeah. Um, and just feeling that intensity of the, oh man. Where are we putting these? 
right. So, who oh, well. is older? Oh, gosh. That's me. Yeah, then you get to pick which boss you want. These guys got gifts? These are, these are gifts. Um, nothing major, just something I th- we threw together for you. Um, just pick. Uh, we definitely did not deserve this. Uh, <laughs> you, right, pick, here, you pick this, which I'll box take you go for. Okay. I can't have both. I gotta give him one of these. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at this, man. I mean, Look at this. You know. there's there's scattered stuff in both. There's scattered oh, man. stuff. Man, he has the brain, man. Come on, we gotta he give is the, the brain. brain. Give the <laughs> brain. Is, is a big punching uh, you know glove gonna come out of this and punch me in the face? Is that what you? This is a better gift than, than them tattooing you on the neck for this interview. I'll tell you what. <laughs> he throw stuff on the floor. Man. Oh, look at this. That feels special. I think this is great. Flip yours over. Flip yours over. Uh, right Me? side up. Yep, there you go. Boom. Oh, man. All right, let's do it. Oh, snap. Oh, look at this. Yes. Oh, look at that. Shame, shameless Poster? plug. Oh, man. <laughs> we got some stickers. Got oh, this stickers? is going to the studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Look at this. Look so, at that guys. is Niles Plonke's <laughs> autograph. I decided to add a little class oh, and sophistication. Oh, snap. Oh, a WCW magazine. <laughs> you want to hear it? While I'm doing this, is amazing, guys, first of all. Like, <laughs> um, as I keep going through this stuff, a fun story about Niles Plonke is we, with Are the NWOs. I don't know, are they? <laughs> the, here, let me see. Uh, like the oh. NWL starting. And we're like, let's do a, a bit with a mouse ponque. I'm okay. going to go get some shitty wines. I'm going to go get like Aldi wine, box wine. Uh-uh, what the hell? Look at that. Oh, Hasbro's, homie. Hasbro's. Oh, I got, oh, look at this. <laughs> I got a, right, you go with your story, and I got a story about this. Yeah. Okay. Oh. This, yeah. Those so, are the ones I grew up on. Anyways, so we're yeah. like, we, we get Nas Punk, he's got Belvedere. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're going to set up a, a fun little segment. We'll, we'll record a video. We're going to do a wine tasting with Nas Punk, and I got like a box wine, like a $2 Aldi's <laughs> wine, and some real nice. bad shit. And he's going along with it. We're setting it up. We're getting ready to do this recording up in the upper balcony of the, um, what's that place called? The Temple? Scottish Rite Temple. Scottish Rite oh, yeah, Temple yeah. there at NWL. And and we're going through the whole kind of you know script or whatever, like what we're gonna do back and forth of the format of this wine tasting, and I knock over one of these bottles and it breaks and starts spilling wine all over the bleachers <laughs> oh. of this place, like three or four rows all over the place. Oh, like they're like, listen, we're gonna get out of here. We got a show to do. You guys fucking have fun cleaning this up. <laughs> back oh, down the, oh my god, dude. this is the first wrestler I ever met. Really, dude, he was so nice. I hear you. Great. Oh my god, I used to have these all the time when I was like, look at these. Guys, man. All right, so this action figure here specifically. Okay. This is the fucking is, coolest, uh, man. Really special to me. And I'm glad that I got this box with this in it. Nice. So Hulk Hogan turns at Bash of the Beach mm-hmm. yep. uh, in WCW, turns to NWO. I get so emotional. You, obviously, you listen to the podcast. You listen oh, yeah. To the podcast, I get emotional today. But I got so emotional that I ripped the head off of this. Oh, my God. I, yep. I had it in mint condition. Yes, Roddy Piper. Yes, I think and, this might be the one I owned. I think you guys haven't. I had, <laughs> I had some other Hogan gear. Like, I had a couple t-shirts. I had a hat. I threw it in it. Like, I made a little bonfire in the back. I threw it all in there. <laughs> I hate this guy. He's the worst. Yep. I mean, I'm not kidding you. If, if you were to, like... 
uh, eBay it today, that's probably like I probably had like three thousand dollars worth of stuff, like you know, value. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was a hundred bucks. So much of my childhood. But uh, yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, this is awesome. Right oh here, look God. at this. Did you, did you see the autograph you got there? Yeah, like, I got yeah. Greg the Hammer Dude, Valentine. Dude, so those so... Uh, remember muscle wrestlers? Yes. The uh, muscle wrestler company still makes muscle wrestlers, except they make like WWE, <laughs> Masters of the Universe, and all that stuff, and then you got the original muscle in there. Too. God damn, <laughs> man. This so much so of this awesome. is like yeah. bringing back flooding of childhood. <laughs> oh, and you've all and I made sure that you we all we made sure that you all have different stuff in there. So if you want to trade, I have that. Yeah, I still have that. You guys have officially become the coolest oh, guests we've ever had. Right? Right you guys want to be friends? Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Oh. I'm gonna say this. All this right here, man. Oh, this shit. is all Trinity. Trinity Scours. Oh, Garage sales and flea markets, oh, and yeah. he's been collecting this stuff. I mean, like Amazing. this, I'm, I'm Dude, this, so much this, this credit goes all to this guy right here. Dude, this was his idea. Coolest, he man. did this. this. He guys. showed up. He's like, "I've got gifts for him." I'm like, "Dude, that's Dude. crazy, but awesome." That is super cool, are, man. You have to do so. No, no, I'm taking no credit for this. this is all <laughs> and when you are the coolest. <laughs> Trudy is the coolest. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. fucking, you know. Oh, you got the you got that one. Look at this. God damn, this is fucking amazing. Well, I'm a beer in this. Drink it out of that. Brutus and Barber is another one that, like, I secretly loved as a kid and never oh, thought yeah. about till later. I was fucking if I, to this day, if I get a pair of garden shears, yeah, I do the yeah, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. I do it. I still do God it at home, at like Walmart when I walk by. Them, I'll grab just, it. Like, do do it. Just even the, do even it. their entrance music back then, like, it's got that little Tracy Smothers and Sid Vicious. Snap! I got three birds. God damn, so man. Oh, and 10 WWF and 10 WCW. Cars. God, they have a bunch oh, in them. Oh, oh, I thought it was a back to back. This okay. never ends. It's like a Russian oh. nesting doll of coolness every time we <laughs> get this stuff out. Look at all this, man. Ricky Morton, oh, speaking of uh, legends who are yeah. still going today. Oh, yeah. He's he still wrestling, GC- too. Yeah, he, he, did a, he did a GCW match. He did a GCW match. They in went a out. Barn. They went to Laramie, so Wyoming, cool. and did a match. They did like a, a whole wrestling show in a barn. And this thing had like farm animals in it, and you could like hear it. And they one guy tried to come in on a horse, and the horse got spooked. Because I mean, there's probably a couple thousand people in this barn. Yeah. And it got spooked and rode off. And so then the crowd for the rest of the night is chanting, Fuck that horse. <laughs> Fuck that horse. <laughs> Oh, Insane. Uh, Insane. Underrated tag team. Oh, Doom. Yeah. Absolutely. Look at Jack. Oh, Legion of Doom? No, no, Doom with the greatest Ron president Sim- America's no, ever Doom. had. Yeah. Ron Simmons right and Butchery. Yep. Butch that, that was old school WCW. Yep, yeah, that was old WCW. Yep. I'm gonna have to say there were quite a few years, you know, I didn't really watch wrestling because, you know, I was playing oh, yeah. punk rock bands and oh, yeah. show, stuff like that. So I'm I, I never hated WCW. I was just always loyal to WWE was the, my oh. brand. Yeah, Butch I Reed I always went, went to school at Central Missouri. I graduated from Central Missouri. He's the first ever guy eliminated from a Royal Rumble, mm. the very first Royal Rumble. Yep. Okay. And this tag team, if you want to see matches today that hold up, go watch uh, the Steiner Brothers versus Doom. Absolutely. Okay, oh, okay. Good guy. Doom, well, at yes. WCW back then, they always had those characters. That you, they had Sting, they had Vader, they had oh. you know, Doom, they had Steiner Brothers, all that good Speaking stuff. Speaking of... Oh, yeah. That's his favorite tag team. Oh, that's my favorite tag team of all time. Oh, I love, love the sign. Oh, here's a Ric Flair chopping the shit out of Sting. Look at that. They got that's, that's, that's a, a great, great American picture. bash when I think mm. Sting won by decision. Yeah, I think you're right. Title. I think you're right. Eligante. That guy. 
God damn, this is great. Arn Anderson's another one that I love. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. All the four horsemen, the brain busters. (laughs) So he's got the other thumb wrestler. That's right. We're going to have to thumb wrestle sometime (laughs) on the show. This is so great. Um, Arn Anderson is one where, like, if I'm doing the four horsemen, I'm picturing Arn Anderson holding up the four. He is the four horsemen. As great as Ric Flair was, Ric Flair was the best talent of all of the horsemen. But this is how I, like, equate Macho Man. It's where you might say, back in the day, Hulk Hogan was better, Ric Flair was better. But anyone who impersonates a pro wrestler Mm -hmm. is doing a Ric Flair. Yeah. Or, excuse me, is doing a Macho Man. Anyone who impersonates a four horsemen is doing Arn Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. It's God damn look at that. Ah, this is Orton. fucking insane. This man. is incredible. Those are legit autographs too. Oh look fun. at this. Crazy man. Jimmy Hart. I love Jimmy Hart. He's the best. Isn't Jimmy he Hart's guys? Man, Jimmy, Hart. Isn't Jimmy Hart the best? I love <laughs> Jimmy Hart. Dude, you guys are fucking amazing. This is man. amazing. You guys are amazing. No, no thank you for coming so down. Like, yeah, thank you for having me. Like I said, fun. man, this was this was all this oh. all these gifts were Trinity. Seriously, oh. man. Oh. Well, let's. I bought beer. <laughs> right. That beer's good. Yeah, yeah I know. Beer's great. Great. We have, but... Yeah. All right, so September 25th, right? No, yep. no 24th. 25th. It's yep. Saturday. Saturday, Camelot September. Camelot Ballroom, DWF, All Out War, mm-hmm. eight man tournament to determine their first ever heavyweight champion. Yep. That's what we're calling it. Heavyweight champion. Guys have to go dwfwrestling.com. Yep. Get your tickets, fly in. Buy some MJF coin and come in if you're not from Kansas City. And this is going to be awesome. And we'll definitely get some more updates. Yeah. Uh, as the the only thing, uh, the one last thing I do want to say is that um, we are putting on another No Mercy tournament at the Up Down. Oh, yeah. Yes. It will be, I think it's going to yep. be September 8th, which is a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so if anybody thinks they can well, beat the exactly champ, exactly sure we on the think it's going to be eight, but I mean, it'll be posted. Yeah. Check uh, the Facebook for but details. But anybody <laughs> thinks they can take on the champ, and believe me, he took $100 from me the first time we played because No Mercy was the only game I was ever good at. Yeah. Even my little brothers couldn't beat me, and they beat me in everything. And I'm like, it was, dude. It was like fighting a little kid. It was, he beat the <laughs> crap out of me. I was like, dude, I was so sure. I'm like, dude, I'll put $100 on it. All right. And he beat me like in like a minute. It's a challenge to the gamers yeah. out there. So Speaking this of $100, guy, uh, there, is, there is a $100 cash prize at the No Mercy tournament at Updown. Yep. So come get my money Tom's if you can. Ready. Tom's going to yes. practice. Tom's going home right now to practice. Ready. Dude, uh, you're going to Actually, we would it. love it if you guys would. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes, of course. Full circle with of the course. Whole, like, first absolutely, oh, yes. Oh, man, yeah, great. the folks at Updown have always been super cool to yep. us. We would yep. love to go out there. Oh, yeah. 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 David Hayden. Yeah. Oh, David Hayden. Big yeah. shout out. Absolutely. Dave, you've been great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I'm just saying, Kansas City, you guys better like lace up your boots and do some practicing because this guy's undefeatable. I don't think that's a word. Undefeatable? <laughs> Keep using that word. I don't think I mean. it means. What do you think it means? Undefeatable. <laughs> undefeatable. I think it sounds yeah, right. Well, it is now. Undefeatable. Unbeatable. Okay. Undefeatable. There you go. Undefeatable. <laughs> He's seven-time champ. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey, if you can't be beaten, you get to make up whatever word you want. Who's going to stop you? So. Hey, I'm a two-time champ. I've, I've beat him twice. I like that. I've been beaten like before, that. but I always come back and yeah, get my does. belt back. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right. So. This is amazing. I'm excited for the DWF and ICE. I'm, I'm out of words at this I'm point. excited, yeah. I'm excited for this tournament. Cheers. I'm excited for all Cheers, of the gents. future things. Gentlemen. Yes, here we go. Ah, uh, I got baby hands there. I'm excited for you to show up and experience the show and feel like you did. Yep. And you just opened all the stuff up. Yep. All right. September 25th, Camelot Ballroom, Overland Park, Kansas DWF. Check it out. The Spanish Announce Table.